Weird Science DC Comics podcast will spoil this week's comic books and use very, very naughty words. If either of those things upset you, go listen to NPR. When you eventually grow a pair, don't worry, we will be waiting for you. Thank you and enjoy. You want to hurt me? Go right ahead if it makes you feel any better. I'm an easy target. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. I could be a cold-hearted cynic like you, but I don't like to hurt people's feelings. Well, you think what you want about me, I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My kids like me. My friends like me. Because I'm the real article. What you see is what you get. You know what time it is. <clears throat> my fuck, hold on, my fuck. <laughs> that was that. That was me laughing at you. That was my you, new persona. Could, could you hear my fucking voice crack? Yeah. Oh, God. You know what time it is. It's time to get weird. Motherfucker. <laughs> uh, what time is it? It, it? It's time to get weird out loud. No, okay, I'm doing it again. Okay. <laughs> time it is it's time to get weird out loud i'm eric shea and i'm jim warner and this is episode seven of the weird science dc comics podcast hey there buddy you know i'm probably not even gonna edit that out oh that's i liked it a little rim uh, shot going it was awful <laughs> <laughs> i liked it uh, uh guess what else i like what do you like hamburgers yeah hamburgers are great why wouldn't you like hamburgers i don't know but uh i also like that we're on itunes now Oh, shit, we're on iTunes. Yes, What about we that are. Stitcher? Are we on Stitcher? Uh, we're on Stitcher, and you know what? I believe we're on, uh, I forget the others. <laughs> I, I, think, I think how it goes, it's like a, a hierarchy, and the, the shit flows downhill, as they say, and you get on a couple of those, and it just keeps going down, and then you're on everything. Well, I like everything. Yeah, you're like, we're on everything now. Yes. And you know what that means? What's that mean, bro? That means we got to up the game. Are we up in the game right now? That's what this is. That Are you clicking on the spot? <laughs> that great intro that you had is upping the game. And you see, I listen to a couple of our podcasts. I actually edit the podcast and I don't listen to it, which is a bad combination. Well, I actually perform on the podcast and I don't listen to it because oh, I hate my journey. Is that voice. what you call it? Performing. <laughs> That's what we're calling it now. You're a performer, huh? He you thinks think... he's a performer. <laughs> I, I think he's an asshole. Jerk off. I was just going to do that. And you know what? We use that line all the time. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, which probably it's about 99%, we like to quote a line from uh, the Jerky Boys, which, you know, are they even relevant anymore? I don't believe so. Well, they were to us. And you know that isn't a line in that? What is it? It's just he says it's, well, just to kind of spell it out, it's the... Jerky Boys uh, routine where 
a guy calls and he's looking to buy a chainsaw and there is the guy's roommate and it goes back and forth but at the one point he goes ah oh, he's a, he thinks he's an artist but i think he's a, he doesn't say that he goes oh he thinks he's an artist he does all this stuff i think he's a jerk something like that <laughs> i was looking for the quote couldn't find it i like our way so do i yeah you think you're oh. a performer that's that's pure weird science right there then fuck it that is. It's all messed up. But we are on iTunes, so that means... Oh, and also we're very explicit, I hear. What? <laughs> I said we're very explicit. I understand that, but and like... Who I don't tells know where, you this? I don't know where I'm going. Because <laughs> you're just cursing all the time. But what I was saying, I went back to listen to the podcast. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't like the way I sound. <laughs> which I know that's something everybody says when they hear it, but it's not just the... My voice itself, it's, I actually sound like I'm about to fall asleep through both of the podcasts I listen to. And <laughs> Is it I didn't because like I started that. talking about horror movies? Uh, it probably was either your horror movies or just you in general, I would think. That makes sense. So what I'm doing now, I'm going to up the ante. I am now drinking, I drank one Gridlock already. The, I... You know, Gridlock is the official knockoff energy drink of Weird Science. <laughs> and I'm drinking, I drank one already. I have another one right here. I'm about to take another big sip. Here we go. Swab. Oh, it's so, it's, it's not good. It tastes like battery acid probably. It does a little. Though I, <laughs> I, I kind of stay away from drinking battery acid, but it does. But I also have a coffee here that... The coffee that we make in our coffee maker is awful. It, it's terrible. You should clean that shit out there. Well, no, I blame myself. What happened is we our old coffee maker broke, and that had an automatic off. Right. And this one doesn't. So a lot of so there's been times where coffee's been brewing there for about two and a half days before we realize, and now it's just awful. So I didn't have any creamer. Usually I get like a, a flavored creamer. Yeah. Didn't have that, so I looked around, and instead I put vanilla extract in and milk, and I <laughs> thought this was going to make it taste good. It does not. It doesn't work. It's not very good, but I'm drinking awful. it anyway. Um, my son who's sitting here listening to us do the podcast has just taken a sip, and he just gave me the weirdest look. It is not good. <sighs> He's it's got that pee-pee very... face Oh, on. yeah, yeah, he really <laughs> had it. He's now actually grabbed his throat as if he's choking to death. Well, uh, yes. Time to cut your losses with that, son. I don't know. I just want to. I want to kind of have some energy here. <sighs> but you know what else uh, happened this week besides me drinking awful vanilla extract in my coffee? What's that, baby boy? Uh, we found out that there's some people that hate you. <laughs> I've known that for years. Well, yeah, most people meet you do, but uh, yeah. you know the thing about the site—it's kind of funny because we seem to get people liking us which for both of us is something very extremely opposite of how things go in real life yeah it's out of the norm completely so we've all we've been waiting for the the tide to turn the the other foot to fall as they say right and it took a while we all we actually used to joke that where it will go all horribly wrong is when we do a podcast and they hear our jerk and they voices. hear our jerk up voices and you know what it worked for me because last week I listened to a, I hate myself, which I kind of already did, but now I, I really hate myself. But we actually have two DC creators who pretty much spelled it out that they hate your guts. 
and that is Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher who do Batgirl. Yeah, that's that's very disheartening. I don't like creators not and, liking me. And the best part of this is that you, I take things personally and I get angry. When things go wrong for you, you get very sad. <laughs> and what happened was you did your review of Batgirl. Was that yesterday yeah. or Friday? <clears throat> I want to say was it was this Friday. All, was, this was all... No, that was Yes, yeah, yesterday was... It was yeah, it was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. Okay. Was it? I don't know anymore. Whenever Probably it was. Thursday, Thursday oh, night, I, You know what? Actually, Thursday. when you're doing a podcast, I guess Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, that sort of thing doesn't really matter. because Happy people, days. It, it was one of those days. And you did Batgirl. You gave yeah. it a 7 out of 10. I, which it was if, the best score ever. Oh, which mm-hmm. if anybody's followed the site and your reviews of Batgirl in particular, you will realize that a 7 out of 10 for Batgirl from you is like another person's 22 out of 10. Well, since she's moved to Burnside. Yeah, yeah. You don't like it. Not at all. So when I saw that you gave a 7 out of 10, I got all excited. I got giddy, started jumping <laughs> around and shaking my hands around. And I tweeted the review to Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher, which is something that we like to do when we give a decent review. Yes. We'll send it off to the creators. Obviously, it's it's a uh, selfish thing. We're hoping that they get that and tweet it, retweet it out, and their followers yeah. will come and if read the reviews. If we dicks hard enough, they'll promote us. Yes, and I guess that you gotta you're gonna have to do some practice on that sucking because they yeah. didn't like it. In fact, too much teeth. Yeah, isn't that always a problem? <laughs> no, I didn't. I don't know that actually. I've heard that. That talk is around the truck stop. I hear that uh, mentioned a lot. But what Tuesday happened? Night, was, man. Tuesday, yeah, night. Tuesday. I thought it was Wednesday. No, that's New Comic Book Day, brother. Oh, that's true. So what happened is it seemed to me right off the bat that there was a sort of uh, coordinated attack by Mr. Stewart and Mr. Fletcher because immediately they got back to me with some uh, – I don't know if they were nasty comments, but they were kind of like a, um, you're not allowed in our group. You know, we, <laughs> we have the Batgirl love group going on, a little club, and that club has a sign outside that no Eric's allowed. But they have that one Eric. Uh, well, no, well, yeah, they can have one Eric allowed. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed. So Eric I wonder Shea. if you're going to pick up on that Simpsons quote. Oh, I got it. I got it there. But, so... Like I said, all of a sudden, it seemed both of them got back to us with kind of a, um, you know, hey, thanks a lot, jerk off, but we don't want you around here. You're a hater. Um, That's not verbatim. No, no, no. But that's that's what I got. So what happened immediately is, I'll admit, terror went through me for (laughs) one part of thinking that you're going to see this, and I am going to get a message immediately on Twitter of a what the hell are you thinking tweeting them and i just i was just waiting and i i'm telling you you wouldn't say hell either no absolutely yeah not. i got that well you know what you'd say but <laughs> the second thing is i go to cameron stewart and brendan fletcher's pages what the fuck did you do yeah, to me yeah oh i i was waiting so then camera i go to cameron stewart's page and i see that cameron stewart has about 23,000 followers and he seemed Ooh, to be the one who had more of the the uh the piss and vinegar going so i think now okay batgirl this new batgirl is so loved by everyone but you 
We are now done. Our Twitter page is going to be 18 pages of of hate. And so I, I, oh, actually, I think then I responded. I could actually even pull up the whole conversation if I really had to. But what, was I, that, uh, what was that Twitter page? It was like free comics for kids. Was it Dan Slott who got on top of that? Uh, I think Dan Slott figured him out. But, yeah, that's that's what you said that it reminded, yeah, yeah, free comics for kids. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, it was a little controversy on Twitter a while back where a guy was getting comics uh, donated by all the major companies and then was giving them out to, I believe, kids who were doing well in school or kids who were underprivileged. It was something yeah, like that. But he was collecting comics and giving them like out. Good, to, it sounded a good thing. It sounded really cool until they found out that he was giving them to his relatives. Like he gave one to a, you know, one time a son one, then a, then a cousin, and then they called him out. And this guy immediately went from being the greatest guy to being the pariah of everybody in the comic industry. Yeah, that was some dark times when I looked at my Twitter feed. Well, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm going to yeah. unfollow this. Well, yeah, yeah. So this is what I'm expecting is going to happen. Um, luckily, it didn't. But what happened then... Is, like I said, I responded, I put, the exact Cameron Stewart put, I'm happy you like the current issue, but still wonder why you tag us in these reviews where you generally trash our work. So it's not awfully, No, it's not awful, but again, I'm waiting for 10,000 retweets <laughs> and 500 favors that got two retweets and one favor. So then I put, I'm sorry, I won't do that again. I thought maybe you'd be open for the good and the bad. And then I put, actually, it was a huge mistake, and it was. I didn't read the review, or I, I wouldn't have sent it. Right. Uh, but I was trying to kind of say, hey, sorry, buddy. And, but, it, again, I wanted to say, I, you know, 7 out of 10, they get, I thought maybe they'd, they'd appreciate it. And there so then, I am watching Birdman. Not yeah, you're, you're not even knowing. So then I get the, we're always open for constructive, pol- polite critique. Your reviews just say over and over that we suck and you hate it. So I'm like, okay. He said his piece. That's fine. I don't know what type of constructive uh, criticism that you're going to give Cameron Stewart. I, I know. I, I think I've given some decent well, constructive criticism. Yes, yes, you have. Basically, you know, your constructive criticism is for him to stop writing it. And, no, and... no. It was my constructive criticism is to not make the Batgirl character into Paris Hilton. Yeah, she yeah. wants to be an internet celebrity, and that's it, it seems like. She's setting women back 50 fucking years. Okay, well, you just went past a second uh, criteria. He wanted you to be polite. You're not polite, so you stop. So then, so then I really, I, I stopped. And then all of a sudden I get this other one. Do you pay for these comics? Save yourself <laughs> the three bucks and go buy a coffee or something. And then I, I, I enjoy coffee. No, and I thought actually I was gonna lie and say, "Hey, I don't like coffee." Actually, I was gonna come up. Hopefully, there is an allergy to coffee that's <laughs> that's fatal, and I was gonna actually, you know, say something like that, but I I couldn't find anything. Are you telling me to die, Dick? Yeah, yeah, that basically. So I was gonna lie, but then I thought, no, you know what? I just put it's not my review. I'll yeah. take your advice. Thanks. And then I was done. I, I yeah. you know, I don't want to be mean. And then, Wipe your it, hands over it, then know? it started. Then some guy on our, our that follows us got in on it, and he said that basically, uh, here's some advice. Your your Batgirl's a big bundle of suck. I do uh, like that. Quote. So do then like he that. he then Cameron Stewart wrote bye, 
which sounds very pretentious and, and to me. And then I actually put, I'm sorry for all this, because I don't want people to get... No. Now, Now actually, at this point, I think that our Twitter is now going to be hijacked with people saying bad things about him. That's what I thought. Too. Yeah. Like, oh, shit, so, which didn't. So, even we... But And then I put, I'm sorry for all this. Let's just agree to be cordial if we see each other on the street. We won't, we won't tweet you guys again. Yeah. And then he comes out. And then it just keeps going. And he's saying it's not his desire to be antagonistic. It's kind of rude to tag us in reviews like that. Again, he's not going to be antagonistic. And then he kind of gets antagonistic again. <laughs> so then that same guy wrote back, Batgirl for, uh, fans have been waiting for you to say bye for five months now. <laughs> Which, again, that's weird. But I don't want to get involved in that. No, but... you, you know, the thing is, these guys are writers for comic books. And, you know, they always say people like uh, who criticize aren't out there doing it and shit like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I know. technically, uh, I'm a critic. If I would have talked to my younger self, like a teenager or early 20s, yeah. I hated critics. I would have, yep. if I could have, if I went back in time and told my younger self that I was a critic, my younger self would have kicked my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I We just started doing this. I enjoy reading comics and talking about them. It kind of yep. made sense to do this since I'm not out there writing the comics. And I, the thing, what I'm trying to get to, though, is. I love creators of comics, writers, yeah. artists. They're I'm out there doing you. something that I love. And I don't want any ill... You son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to have a hard thing going on here, and you got a crick at my ass. Uh, uh, that's what you get for being in control of the soundboard. All right, what uh, were you saying there? I, I lost my train of thought. I, I agree with you. I know what you're saying. I, uh, we, we do. We, we, I wish every book was a 10 out of 10. So do I. Well, I, well, I don't because that would ruin all comics for me because everything would. Good. Well, you a nine point nine. You don't go yeah. with tens. Yeah, you're a jerk. I am a jerk. I know, but, but yeah. no, I, I wouldn't. I was doing. I might talk about this more when we talk about Batgirl later on. Yeah, oh, we're I'm talk sure about we that. will. You know what? I don't even want to get into it right now because we'll talk about it later on. No, I'm saying though. I'm uh, this this uh, yesterday when this happened, it got me so angry. And I got so pissed. First off, I felt bad because I really threw you under the bus. Oh, I'm sitting there thinking, Jim has done it. He's yeah, ruined me. <laughs> I did. And, uh, the best is I message you. I'm like, hey, uh, I can't believe this is going on. And I get back from you like, what's going on? I nothing. What the hell are you talking about? I just about? put nothing. <laughs> oh, God. And by the time I get the nothing came through, I had already been on Twitter. I jumped on that shit because I was yeah. like, oh, something's going on. Oh, I expected you to it. have some sort of comment back. You didn't no, even respond. I stayed the hell you, out of you it. You hid. I hid like a coward that I am. Yes, you are. The thing is, though, I, like I, I got so angry that last night I was going to actually do three reviews. I went to bed, and it was early. I was oh, just yeah. the heck with it. I'm going to bed. Uh, this is ridiculous. The, and it wasn't that I, it wasn't that I felt bad or anything like that. It it just I, it took me by surprise. It really did. First off, I you kind of can take it as a compliment that your words actually mm -hmm. did do something to them. I guess it pissed them off. But they and verbally kicked them in the well, balls. And the the funny thing is, I'm getting so mad that I'm going back and looking at how much the comic sells. I, I want any sort of fuel <laughs> to do the thing. But then I went back to see the reviews, and I had mentioned to you before the reviews of Batgirl have been slowly falling. Right. Uh, yours, the one what? Not this issue. Last month's issue. I'm looking at the reviews, and I'm going down, thinking, why do they hate Eric so much? And I'm going down on the comic book roundup. I'm going down <laughs> the thing, and I see, oh. Well, it's like 10, 10, 10, 8, 7, 
Like, what the heck? I think I hate Eric now. What a jerk. Well, but, it's, uh, the, the one thing they said, though, is that I was like, you know, I, I don't know the quote off the top of my head, but they said how I'm sarcastic and everything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's kind of and, our thing. Yeah, I like being sarcastic. I like having fun talking about reviews. I throw in movie quotes or just, you know, hmm. talk, you know just talk about the inconsistencies here and there. And then I went back after all this shit, you sent me messages, mm-hmm. and I brought up the review, and I, I read it out loud to my girlfriend, yeah. and she actually stopped like, ooh, yeah, like yeah. one part, I'm like, yeah, I guess maybe I was a little overly yeah. sarcastic the, at times. The best is I'm looking, I was looking at the, uh, our Twitter messages back and forth to each other, and you could tell how angry I was because you would say one thing. And then I'd follow with 12 things, just (laughs) mad. I say when my wife's typing, uh, times when she's all fired up, I call it angry typing, where she's not actually typing. It's more like she's punching the keyboard. That's what I was doing. I was so angry. Uh, um, I think we've gone too long on this. Oh, yes. I've been waiting this whole time just to get angry, and now I, I... I actually called for an emergency podcast, yesterday, which is the most pretentious thing ever. Uh, I was so angry last night uh, that I probably would have just went off for two hours. But, you know, now it's kind of funny. Uh, like I said, it kind of is a little bit of a compliment in a backdoor kind of way. Yeah. That, and you always like backdoor kind of way, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm your backdoor man, baby. I know you are. But it's like one of those things. Hey, they've read the review, so hey, we've, we've done our job. But really... We're a bunch of jerks who just read comics, and we like to write about it because, you know what? I have nothing else to write about. <laughs> I always wanted to do something, and this kind well, of that's seemed it. Well, to... that's it for DC Comics vlog now. I'm going to go do my horror movie vlog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and your <laughs> freaking horror movie vlog. I've been blackballed, I've been blackballed in comics. Uh, <laughs> yes, you have been blackballed. That is true. But you know what else we have? Let's get. Let's stop the hate. All right. Because you are a hater. And uh, we'll go to some news. Don't hate the player, hate the game, brother. That's right. I hate both <laughs> the game and the player. Yeah, that's it a lot. Yeah, we both do. Uh, but guess what came out this week? You actually uh, texted me this, and I thought to myself, what the hell? That's not really news, because I didn't get the picture, but it was the first image of Jason Momoa as Aquaman. That came I out. Dig it. Yeah, I, I dig do it. Yeah, I do too. It's- it's not Aquaman as I know him, but no. I think it's going to kick some ass on the screen. Uh, what do you have the most problem with? The tattoos? Yeah, that's what I... I, I know a lot of people were centering on it, him being darker skinned or <laughs> or being black haired. Yeah. The, the tattoos bother me. The, sca- the scaly tattoos? Yeah, like, yeah, they're yeah, trying yeah. To like They're trying to replicate that orange shirt yeah, with the scales it, on it. It's weird. I, I know that, and again... The picture came out, and it's kind of a, uh, what would you call it, monochromatic, yeah, black and white kind of. Uh, I don't know so if monochromatic. Yeah, so you don't get you don't get the full concept of what his whole deal will look like. No. But man, the the tattoos stuck out for me a lot. That yeah, like I I don't like Aquaman being uh, tattooed, but again, you know what? It's good is because Aqu- this Aquaman, nobody's making fun of him. No, absolutely not. You make fun of him, you are going to be dead. And he will rip your head off and shit down your throat without thinking two ways. I'm not even going to text him something that makes fun of him. Really, seriously, when that movie comes out, you better not give it a bad review. That's what I... 
that's what I picture Snake Flight Cortez looking that's like. That's true. Just an iPad, and you know? he's not going on Twitter and complaining to you. <laughs> he is finding you, and he is killing you. And then he's going to do something to your body that I don't even want to mention. Oh, God. But you know what else? You know what else about the picture? Um, it has the uh, quote on there, Unite the Seven. Yes. And some people were saying they thought that meant the seven seas. No, it's the it's Justice League. They're a bunch of, that's, yeah, that's, it's the Justice League, which, uh, do you know why that's very odd? Why? They haven't cast uh, Green Lantern yet. And he's, yeah, one of the, he's one of the seven. Unless he's not. Maybe they're going a different route for the, like, but the if Justice Whoever it would be, then it isn't cast as well. Yeah, I, haven't, I didn't even think about yeah, that. Yeah, so there's somebody out there. It has to be Green Lantern because they're going to yeah. have the Green Lantern movie in, I think, 2020. So the, obviously this this Batman versus Superman is setting up all the other individual movies. Yeah. But yeah, that, it was uh, pretty badass. But looking at it, I'm thinking to myself, when I think of Aquaman, yeah, like normally... I see him as a dude who can put on, like, a freaking sweatshirt and he could be walking down the yeah, street. Yeah, no, he's not doing that. No, this this cat is not walking down the street because <laughs> you know where he'd go well in? cross the street to get away from him. Well, first off, people are going to immediately try to get Rob Zombie's autograph because that's who he <laughs> reminds me of all the time. They're, hey, Rob Zombie. So I don't know who is getting Rob Zombie's autograph anymore. I don't know. I, I really dig Jason Momoa. I wasn't yeah. a huge fan of his Conan flick, but I did love him in Stargate Atlantis. Yeah, yeah. He was one of the coolest characters on that. I'm just happy that he's continuing to get work because he's such a he's he's a badass. Well, he's always he's not going to play a scientist ever. He's he's always going to play a badass, and I like him in that role. It is funny because you said that when I was looking around the internet, I did see the three other people who watched that show. They like him too. <laughs> oh, <fuck> you. That <laughs> was a good show, man. <laughs> Stargate right. SG One lasts for ten seasons. I, I know. Uh, you, you kept telling me to watch it. I haven't watched it. My nerd cred is now plummeted, but I haven't watched it. I don't know a lot of people watch that, but I I haven't watched it mainly because I want to watch that first, uh, the two part movie. Yeah. And you told me it gets a little sexy. Oh, no, it's full and, frontal yeah, all the yeah, way. Yeah, so I your, can't your watch it with my kids. There. Oh, look at that. Though I say that my kids, my, uh, 12 year old who's sitting next to me has played Grand Theft Auto. I'm, <laughs> I'm an awful parent. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I kind of look the other way. Actually, I, I'm in the, the, the uh, frame of mind that they're, it's not actually the they're going to get it somewhere else kind of business. I'm preparing them for the world outside is what I'm doing. <laughs> He's over there laughing because you gotta he, make, he you knows gotta make I'm sure, awful. You got to make sure I- have sex with the hookers that you beat their brains out to get your yeah, money back. Yeah. Oh, those, those aren't hookers. Those are actually, they're selling Girl Scout cookies, I told him. <laughs> actually, he started playing it. He gave the old, uh, I'm just going to drive around. I, yeah, yeah. You go in and there, he's shooting somebody in the face. He's getting in the car and off he goes. Don't worry, Mom. I'm reading Playboy for the articles. Yes, and uh, next we won't get uh, the, uh, listener mail. I'm going to get a summons. Uh, for, from uh, child services, and that'll be it. And you know what? Then I'll have more time to read and review comics. All right, you Wouldn't are I, an awful father. Excellent. Yes, that'd be really good. But uh, I don't think there's any other news this week. Um. Yeah, I, I think that might be it. Really. Yeah. There's uh, people hate Eric. Yes. And Jason Momoa as Aquaman. What? Like I said earlier, it was funny because when you sent me that text, you sent me the picture. I didn't see the picture, and right. I thought you were just stupid. <laughs> because it's like, hey, Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Uh, yeah, there's news from like six months ago, you freaking idiot. 
and then I actually. Yeah, I wish you would have told me. You didn't tell me that. Oh, I thought time. I did, because then no. I then I open it up and I see the picture. I'm like, oh, that's what he meant. Oh, he's not he's, an idiot. He's after. not as much of an idiot. But yeah. um, now we're gonna go to our second week of listener mail. Woo! What do you think of that? I, I like the idea. I, I don't know what you want from me. Stop putting me on the spot, man. What do you think? Well, somebody's going to put you on the spot because one of the listener mails is a question. But before that, I want to mention again that if you want to send in mail, and to, I'm telling anybody who's listening to this, we will read it. Yeah. And we will read it on, on the podcast because we're like, we're desperate. We're desperate <laughs> for people to like us. So Speak we will do that. But, I just uh, hate, apparently. Well, send the mail to weirdsciencedccomics at gmail.com. That is that. And here's the mail. The first one is from John. Do you remember John last week? Oh, yes, I do remember John. What did John tell us last week? Uh, he wanted to tell us that we suck, but don't worry. He's only kidding because we only stink. Guess what he says now. Oh, John wrote now? back again, and he said, you guys still suck. <laughs> <laughs> well, long-time listener, not the first-time writer. All right, I got it. <laughs> long-time listener. <laughs> Episode 7. Uh, so yeah, thanks, John, and we yeah. look forward to next week where he'll probably tell us that we suck. I don't know. Maybe at this point we'll stop sucking. Maybe well, we'll, we'll no, like, I think actually he's he's one of those guys who always likes to be right, so he he just keeps writing that. Fair but enough. the next one is from T Bone four five three, and T Bone <laughs> sent a T Bone sent a message to me. Oh, and it says, "Keep up the sound effects; they're hilarious." Plus, they stop Eric from droning on about horror movies. I get one time, I get to talk about movies, and all of a sudden, I'm droning on. Ah, yes. There we go. They do drown you out pretty good. They do. They they, do. They're good with that. They usually shut me up pretty good, too. That is true. But guess what? The next one from Will U.M. All right. is addressed to me as well. Hey, Jim. Shut up. I love horror movies. Fuck yeah. Rock on. Then continues with Will U.M. And then continues, I bet you hate apple pie and hot dogs too. You want American And you know what? He's right on one of those. And which one do you think it is? Apple pie. Yeah, I I hate apple pie. I do not like apple pie at all. If you put ice cream on it, I'm a little better. Um, The hot dogs, though, to me is very open-ended. Because there are some hot dogs that I don't like. But it's a hot dog, brother. You're getting way into this. But anyway. What is your favorite hot dog topic? I, I, do I only have one pick? Uh, I'm asking you. Your, if you were going to pick a hot dog, what is your favorite hot dog? Full I, toppings. I, I like brown spicy mustard and I like a shit ton of onions. That's it. That's it. That's, that's the way a fucking hot dog's supposed to be. Oh, you piece of shit. That's, that's a very boring hot dog. It's a delicious hot dog. Is what Actually, would I like to? Do you think that a hot dog that has just standard mustard, yellow mustard, ketchup, onions, is a all American hot dog? I think um, people who put ketchup on hot dogs are the devil. Personally, what, what are you from Chicago? No, um, no, I, I don't know what that reference is to. That's, I don't know. They what don't they like say. ketchup on the hot dogs. There, they put those uh, crazy tomato wedges on there. Well, they do what they do. It's just that it's awful is what it is. I, really? I, the idea just grosses me the fuck out. I think that you're a jerk because I, I a like jerk. it. Actually, if, if you were going to ask me, my favorite is a chili cheese dog. 
<laughs> Occasionally <laughs> with um, onions on that, but you could just go plain chili cheese, and I love it. So, so Will U.M., you're wrong. I now, love I, hot dogs. I have to agree with Will U.M., honestly. No, well, here's the thing about hot dogs. Actually, I was just thinking is when I say I don't like or like a hot dog, it's all about condiments. There's no time that I think that's one of the few uh, foods that is really uh, based on the condiments that are on that, that time. I'm just saying that you go someplace and you like, I want to know at where you go where you get a hot dog where you're not allowed to tell them what you want on it. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. You don't ever go, hey, I'll have a hot dog there. And they always say, hey, what do you want on it? I'm saying if somebody like presents you a hot dog with your condiments already on it, those people are assholes. No, I don't know why you're that. hanging out. With nobody people. does that. I didn't say that. I just said <laughs> that my like or dislike of a hot dog is dependent on what's well, on the hot dog. You're really getting away from the point. No. You, Will U.M. wants to hear more about horror flicks, so I got to get you. No, he didn't say that. He said he loves horror movies. He never Fuck mentioned yeah. once that he wants to hear you go on about them because nobody does. <laughs> you remember that that Crip Seller guy, that, that thing you had going, that horror blog thing you had no, going? No, no. The freaking <laughs> Seller Dweller. Oh, the Seller Dweller. It was a video review series oh. I wanted to do like seven, eight years ago, and I never got to. Why didn't you do it? Oh, well, I didn't. I couldn't get the freaking space I needed, and a lot of shit just piled on top. That, I'm lazy as shit, but... That is probably it, true. It just never worked out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> that is a very sad story, Eric. Yeah? <laughs> uh, too bad the... What is it, the cellar dweller? Yeah. Yeah, you told me about that before. All right. Here's uh, the last bit of uh, listener mail and it's from my father's father all right that's the name and he goes with what is you guys favorite book you read right now you can go oh. first oh god damn what do i want to go first um, i thought i sent you these you did and then i yeah. <laughs> i read it and you then can't I you're acting i'm thinking this he's acting like he hasn't read these and well, then I thought I, it was a bit of yours. I thought you had something going here. That actually, huh, actually, what I, I thought was, it. I thought you were trying to make it seem like you didn't know these and how smart you are to go off the top of your head and get them done. Oh, I wish, man. Uh, no, it's just that I started watching a movie instead of actually preparing for the podcast tonight. <laughs> um, this, is, this is what I said about we're going to step up our game. This is stepping up our game, huh? I'm going to watch movies. Up. What movie I, I did you? What movies. movie did you watch? Uh, the greatest game ever played was Shia oh, LaBeouf. Oh yeah, you did say that. That's yeah. There's a good. One. <laughs> I thought it was the uh, Legend of Baggy Pants. Uh the Legend of Baggy Pants is also a good golfing movie. Uh the greatest. And you all, didn't you already see that? I, I caught the tail the end Shia, one night. Okay. That, actually, I I enjoyed that. Uh, I never Shia. I never seen the beginning. Anyway, we're getting way off topic. No, I was just thinking about golf movies all of a sudden. <laughs> What's Tim your Cup? favorite golf movie? No, wait, t- wait. Yeah, Tin Cup. Is that that? No, what I'm about, thinking of... What yeah, about, Tin Cup's what I want. I always get that confused with pushing I Tim hate, with John I hate, I hate Tin Cup. Uh, fucking John, John Cusack. What? God, I can't do it. I'm pushing Tin. <laughs> I'm getting all fucked up tonight. Yeah, I don't... I hate Kevin Costner. You also hate uh, American Pie and... Uh, I do, you, American he, Pie. He's now... What is he, America's sweetheart now? Kevin Costner. <laughs> he I, act, I, I know a lot of people would claim Caddyshack's their favorite golf movie, but um, I'm not a huge fan of Caddyshack. You're the devil, sir. I, I, actually, I, all I've been talking about all 
podcast is what I hate. Yeah. But I, I'm supposed to be the one who hates for hate's sake here. That's true. Caddyshack kind of goes with me along with Slapshot for hockey, that everybody seems to uh, want to gravitate to that when they mention Nobody's the, your favorite hockey Nobody's wanted to gravitate to Slapshot for like 30 years now. Well, they used to. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure that people still do a little. Uh, what? And you uh, talked about the other day, what's the big uh, wrestler movie? <laughs> the big, uh, freaking, uh, Ready to Rumble? Vision Quest. <laughs> No, Ready to Rumble. Ready to Rumble? Yeah. Mm, that was a good one. And I think that my favorite book I'm reading right now, due to like the writer and artist, uh, even though I'm not actually enjoying the uh, storyline right now, was probably Justice League. Yeah? I think so, because it used to be Earth 2, and it's obviously not that anymore, because yeah. both Earth 2 and World's End have been terrible. But I would have to say it would just be, it's a really boring answer. It's just Justice League. So you get all your heroes in one place. Jeff Johns writes the hell out of them. And Jason Fabach is a fucking excellent artist. Uh, mine is Grayson, um, because I love Dick Grayson. And I think the book's really good, and it's fun. Boom. Good one. Right. I actually was, would have said Gotham Academy, but Brendan Fletcher writes that, and I'm not saying that anymore. Oh, Even though it is really good. <laughs> and I suggest it for anybody out there. All right. All right, but uh, that's it for listener mail. And that's kind of it for our little intro segment, and we're going to debut something new. I love things that are new. I know you do. And this is new. It is Dan, guy on our site. Dan Stransky? Dan Stransky. You know it. And uh, unfortunately, Dan got in a car accident earlier this week. That's a shame. It is a shame. But uh, he seems to be okay. His wallet isn't okay. He's in some... uh, financial trouble right well <laughs> i say that i you make it sound like going on. i make it sound like the guy is out on, out in a cardboard box. i think you've made up a story in your mind <laughs> and are just going oh my with god it. i started saying that it sounded so awful oh i gotta collect myself. he's in dire straits right I now gotta folks. Collect myself. he is on life support right now guys everybody uh, Pray for Dan Stransky uh, to make yes. it through his please, coma. Please, everybody, get down and pray for Dan. Hope that he's going to be okay. <laughs> I think he's going to be okay to do this next segment. Um, excellent, excellent. Uh, what we're going to call it right now is Dan's Nerd News. Uh, I don't even know what he's talking about because it's something we just asked him if he wanted to do, and he said yes. And I'm telling you, what I was trying to get to is he had a car accident he had to deal with that, but yet he is still a cool guy. He's going to do this, and I even think he's doing it while he's on break at his work. He Excellent. did tell me Excellent. that. So uh, coming up right now, we're going to take a break, and uh, Dan's nerd I, news. I would suggest that he does it during work so he feels like he gets paid for it. That least. is true, yeah. He'll get paid for it, then he's uh, getting paid the blog. Fuck yeah. And you know that's, that's all our dreams. Not mine. <laughs> I know. Well, here it goes. Here's Dan's nerd news. Hello everyone, Dan from Weird Science here to bring you all of your latest geek headlines for the week. Uh, Easily the biggest piece of geek news this week was Zack Snyder uh, tweeted out a photo of Jason Momoa as Aquaman from the upcoming Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice film. Uh, This version of Aquaman is a very interesting looking character, uh, a bit different than what we've seen in the comics before. It's Almost like an amalgamash of several different versions of the comic book character with a little bit of his own flavor thrown in. 
Uh, the triumph that the character has is the one from the New 52 book, whereas the rest of it is more original than that. Um, it was it was released in a photo that said Unite the Seven. Uh, there's been a lot of speculation as far as what Unite the Seven means. Uh, some people have suggested that it could have something to do with the Seven Seas, considering Aquaman is the king of Atlantis, you know, the god of the water. Or it could have to do with seven members of the Justice League. Uh, we'll find out in due time. Aquaman is supposed to have his own solo film in 2018, starring Jason Momoa. Nintendo president Satoru Iwata was at an investor Q&A where he said that the West Coast port strike was responsible for Amiibo and new Nintendo 3DS XL shortages. Uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, Nintendo recently released a new version of their Nintendo 3DS system with built-in Amiibo support, uh, improved 3D, uh, faster processor, all kinds of good stuff. And this system has been a pain in the ass to find. It took me about a week to finally get my hands on. I just got one yesterday when I got lucky when a local video game shop got like two or three in. Um, during the Q&A, he said that games are light and they can be flown over as opposed to the systems and the amoeba, which need to be sent over on boats. So he doesn't expect a game shortage. I have heard some rumors that this port strike will be over soon. Hopefully that is true because I, I would love to see the stores getting adequate stock in again. Uh, Ryan Reynolds' Deadpool movie has added Marina Bakarin as its female lead uh, for the romantic aspect of the film. I think it's very interesting that a Deadpool film is going to have a romantic lead considering that I've read plenty of Deadpool books over the years and there's not a lot of room for romance, recent marriage notwithstanding. Of course, they could hit one out of the park. Um, Marina Bakarin, she's no stranger to strange love stories. After all, she pretends to love James Gordon on Gotham. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for the geek headlines for this week. I'll be back with more geek news next week. As always, you can check out my digital reviews and my Vertigo reviews on Weird Science. Uh, if you want to check out my stream of consciousness, twitter.com slash danstransky. And if you want to check out my blog, 1138geekconfessions.wordpress.com, it's a place where I get a chance to really talk about geek culture, review comics, talk about uh, everything that I love as far as uh, geek culture, technology, gaming, etc. goes. Uh, so until next week, this is Dan. See you later. Break it down. You think we rule the world and it's kind of scary, but our influence has gone extraplanetary. We build satellites and make all your sallies work, while you're the douche on Earth acting like a jerk. Among us nerds, it's all sugar and spice in. We're studying the cosmos like Neil deGrasse Tyson. In school we were quiet and never fought. Now look who's the astronaut. We had humble beginnings, banned in other deeds. We're rising to the top. And we're back. That was Dan Stransky's. What are we calling that? Dan's news? Dan's nerd news. Nerd news, yes, uh, yes. There's a possibility that that news wasn't from his work, that it was from the hospital bed. <laughs> he was in a car accident this week, I heard. It, it was actually, I think one of his family members actually did it because it was in his, like, oh, last week, like his will. I actually thought you were going to say one of his family members was in the hospital. I was going to tell you to stop and we're going to we're gonna redo that. <laughs> you're an awful person. Even in my no. mind, you're awful. Damn. You know what I'm doing right now? Going to drink some gridlock. Oh, Jesus. We're not getting freaking sponsors Gridlock, from Gridlock. The knockoff energy drink of Weird Science DC Comics Podcast.
And you know what's funny? Every time you still try to push in that Weird Out Loud title. Yes, never, never of, anywhere else. The, the podcast is not called that. You say it every every time. Because we talked about it when we were going to do the podcast. So it was going to be called Weird Out Loud. Then he just decided not to go with it. Yeah, because I figured, you know what? People would probably not search that. People might search out a DC Comics podcast. Nobody's searching, sure. huh, you know what? Out of the blue, I'm going to search out Weird Out Loud. Well, I like Weird Out Loud. I'm going to continue calling it Weird Out Loud, whether you put it up or not. Okay. What section are we doing now? We're on the books. Oh, we're on the books. Yeah. Isn't that the meat of the podcast? Ah, meat. <laughs> you love meat. I love it all up in my mouth. Uh, and this is when I tell everyone that all these books that we're going to do, and even some that we aren't going to do this week, uh, you could go to our site and see reviews on each and every one of them there where we'll get more in-depth with our hate and vile and sarcasm and non-constructive reviewing. And where you <laughs> can go to you're see... You're going to have to let this go eventually, probably. Yeah, I know. We're, if you would go to weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com, and that's where all the reviews are. And we try to review every book every week. And we haven't been as successful as we once were, but we're still trying. Man, time's been tough. Holidays ruined us. Yeah, it did. And we got real lazy. <laughs> Plus, this I don't know what it is. The podcast only takes up a little bit of time, but somehow it seems to take up a lot of time. Well, this is my main reviewing time, apparently. I don't know. Yeah, you don't do much on Saturdays. Your Saturday is like my Wednesday. Yeah, pretty much. And then, but it's bad that my Wednesday is when the comics come out, and that's my laziest day. I get so tired that day. I'm on point that day, yeah, man. I take over. You're on point. <laughs> All right, what book are we starting with? First off, we have Justice League number 39, written by Jeff Johns, with art by Jason Fabach and Brad Anderson. This is the finale to the Amazovirus story that seems like everybody's been digging lately. I have not. I been really upset like this is this is almost like a, a zombie apocalypse world where everybody's infected and that's right up my wheelhouse but i could not get behind this story arc well the zombie craze has uh, just started hasn't it oh, i hate you so much zombie craze has not just started uh, personally i think the zombie craze is over with by 2003 and you argue this point yeah Most my take don't. is that the walking dead when it hit tv especially started the zombie craze because the craze to me is when somebody's mother or grandmother knows of it and it wasn't that way when you thought it was it seemed like it all the freaking new uh like uh no you and uh, your cellar dwellers knew about it (laughs) not mothers and fathers and sisters and people coming into your work that's when it becomes a craze yeah Yeah. but i'm saying if i went to my step pops and talked about this he'd be like what the hell are you talking about with that nonsense yeah no he would know about walking dead and that makes it a craze like tw- that, you want to say the vampire craze was the Anne Rice, uh, Lost yeah, Boys man. era? It wasn't. It was Twilight. And whether or not you like it or not, that's what it was. So Anne Rice was huge in the nineties, brother. Yeah, yeah, huge with a certain select few. Swift, you're fucking out of your mind. <laughs> what are we talking about? Justice League number thirty-nine. Uh, that's, that's what I thought. <laughs> But this is the end of the Amazo virus. But I think as, as much as I have not really been behind the story, I really like this finale. Yeah. We have, I... th- we have, we have three characters left, though. It's uh, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Lex Luthor trying to come up with a cure because everybody else in Metropolis is infected. Mm-hmm. And the greatest part about this book is that Captain Cold came out. Apparently he's not infected. He's been hiding out this whole series pretty much, just right in the background. You know, not really doing much. 
He comes out and he shines like no other. Yeah, I like Captain Cold in this issue. This is the first issue I've read of Justice League in a long time. I did it for the podcast. I haven't read the other Amazovirus issues. And while I was a little bit confused, I really did like Captain Cold. That was great, though, because Wonder Woman is trying to fight off like the Justice League zombie, like the Amazovirus people. And while Superman and Lex Luthor are trying to come up with a cure at the edge of the city at the uh, quarantine zone, and Captain Cold just comes out, and he's just gushing about how much he loves working with Wonder Woman and how Glider's a huge fan of hers. Yep, yeah. And it really comes off, like, sweet and cute. Yeah, it does. I like when uh, she actually calls him Leonard, and he's like, Leonard. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> good when it. you say it. Yeah, he loves it. Yeah. Uh, but I did like that. Yeah, he's, my sister loves you. She's going to be so happy. And uh, Isn't your <laughs> sister a criminal? Oh, yeah. What of it, Wonder Woman? What you want from me? Yeah, he kind of like, I, again, though, it's funny that you like that part because you've had a big problem in the last couple of weeks with doing the podcast of getting mad at people talking during big battles. And Have they're, I? They're, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was last week in um, New Suicide Squad when uh, Black Mana was telling his life story. Right, like, they're in the that, middle of a battle. That was and different. That was completely different in my mind, at least. So this was just ba witty banner. And yeah. the other was a flashback, uh, overdrawn talk. Totally. Okay, I'll go with that. But yeah, I, I like Captain Cold. I, I personally, I didn't understand the whole cold is what works, but uh, was that so, set up before? No, it wasn't set up. That's the only problem I really have with the book is that it kind of comes out of nowhere because uh, when the uh, Superman and Wonder Woman and Batman were taking on Patient Zero – he was able to duplicate any superpower he saw. Yeah, yeah, I, they did mention that. Yeah, and then Wonder Woman goes and says, oh, they're having trouble with this cold since Captain Cold came in, and they're like, Superman never tried his Arctic breath because every, they were getting duplicated, but apparently that would have been the one thing to stop everything. If Superman so just it, yeah, on her ass. if he would have just tried it, it probably would have saved a lot of time and effort. Yeah, it would have cut this to one like a one-shot story. Okay. Well, you can't <laughs> have one-shot stories. This is This isn't an annual. <laughs> because they had they had to waste some time before the uh, the uh, convergence month. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. uh, Captain Cold saves the day. Puts everybody on ice, even the infected Flash, which was the best part after the freaking gushing over Wonder Woman. Yeah, that because was. Because he freezes Flash and then takes a picture of him yeah. for later. Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that because now that like he's kind of a part of the Just League, he's not really. But in some issues, it seems like he is. I'm like. Batman and Robin a couple uh, months ago. Well, again, this is what, before you even go on, this is what confused me a little because in my mind, that big announcement with Lex there, I had assumed that while he's fighting with them, they're all aware of him at least, but they, he actually has to call out that he works with Lex. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought he was a full-out member now. No, I, maybe this is where it happens. Like, they've been, like, pre, it's been a prelude where at one point where it's just like Captain's um, Forever Evil. Mm -hmm. Where he helped save uh, like the world, yeah, yeah, and then we we were showing all those promotional pictures where he was a part of the Justice League, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to really happened yet. But yeah. like in that Batman and Robin a couple of months ago, he was a straight up part. He was on the Watchtower. Okay, so you don't have to look at the timeline Again, there. It's, how it's wonky timeline. Exactly. Yeah, but uh, he just really came through, and I love seeing him. And it's funny to me because how long Jeff Johns had to tool with things like he probably created Forever Evil. Just so he can get his favorite character, he, Captain Cold. He does Cole, love Captain Cold. Yep. Yeah. 
And I, I, in my mind, that's where all Forever Evil came from, was a way for him to work this in. And then in the meantime, Dan DiDio said, hey, I'll let you do the Captain Cold thing if you try to kill Dick Grayson. Exactly. Honestly, you know what? This is working so much. This is back, like, backhand dealing here, you know? It oh, is. God. They're in the back. back like, it's, deal. it's like, I'll trade you this two second-round picks for a first-rounder. <laughs> they're doing the fantasy draft of what, what guys want to live or die. I, I can totally see this now. Okay. But uh, I the whole thing though, I gave the issue a nine out of ten because you you can't go wrong with Jeff Johnson, Jason no, Baba, no. and the freaking interactions between the characters in this works so well. And since Captain Cold finished off everybody with the freeze ray and gave everybody enough time to come up with cures, it, it it's weird because that book the book seems to end in the middle with that stuff and then goes on to this whole other section about the aftermath. And this all started because Lex Luthor had a hit put out on him. And that's where the Mesovirus accidentally got released. Okay. And at the end, it seems like, I don't know if this is a red herring or just a mislead completely. It looks like Steve Trevor's the one who put the hit out on him. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, is, you think that? Yeah. Oh, that's what it looked like to me, okay. at least. Like, again, I haven't been reading it, so uh, I didn't know some, some of the parts. I didn't know what was going on. But you're missing a huge part of the book. What are you talking about? The end. I'm getting to that. Oh, are you? I thought you were done. No, no. I'm saying, <laughs> That's, I thought you were just kind of telling at, me that you were no, wrapping man, it up. Damn. No, at the end, though, how Jordan returns yes, the train power ring. I actually thought you forgot weapon. about it. Oh, no, no. That was awesome. I was waiting. I was waiting into it. And it's funny, though, because we talked about Jeff Johns writing trying to get Captain Colden. When he finished Green Lantern on issue 20... We had that whole aftermath section with uh, Sinestro having the book of like uh, of Oa. Yep. And it, it, we were told that Simon Baz would train Power Girl on how to use a ring. Yep. And what, but here we see how Jordan coming back to Earth to do the same thing. Well, and what's funny, the more I thought about this, because we talked about this earlier this week, and it's funny to me because when he did do that, it was odd that like everybody had something important to do and it was almost like well we'll throw simon baz there you know we have to come up with something for him to do this seems like a okay deal and then it's that's the thing it's wiped clean totally wiped clean and it's weird though because jeff johns created simon baz yeah and, and it's not wiped clean i'm you know i have a feeling that we're gonna see him a little doing it and that they could say well he comes in later who knows yeah, but it, yeah, honestly, it was odd because it. both of us are big Simon Baz fans. Yeah, and it was like we're a, the only ones. It was like a kick in the teeth for Simon <laughs> Baz that he's just no, no, no. You know what? We gave you that little thing to do. Forget about that. Just go off on your own. It's it's very weird. I just don't know how it's going to work out though, because it's like Power Ring Tech. Like I don't know if it's technically yet if they like you know uh, gave her the oath to come into the Justice League, but she's hung around, she's hanging around the Justice League, and you know they're helping her out, helping her to do her powers and stuff like that. And now Hal Jordan's back to teach her to use her powers. Are we, like, going to have a power ring and a Green Lantern in the Justice League again? Like, you know, from well, now here on out? It's good to have Hal back. Oh, yeah. It's so I'm, assume, I'm assuming that Hal's back training. She'll be in and out, but she's not going to do a lot of stuff. And then maybe she's part of, say, a lost army. <laughs> I don't know. But I don't think that she's going to be fully in the book. It's I hope that Hal's back. <laughs> I'm saying though, she hasn't really been fully in the book yet. You know, she all of a sudden, like after the Forever Evil, she got this ring out yeah, of nowhere, yeah. and then she started causing a ruckus. Then they threw in the Doom Patrol there for like an issue, 
And then, you know, we haven't really dealt with powering yet. It's just all this stuff, and she's just in the background the entire time. Do you know offhand how long Hal's been gone? Um, shit. No, off the top of my head, I don't. You know what's weird with that is that the the Justice League, it's always been kind of funny with how all the solar books are going, and there's Superman doing this, and they, but they still had the Justice League, but yet they had to be, Hal couldn't be doing both. Every right. other book they do, you know, both he half had the characters are engagement. in seven books. He had a prior engagement. Yeah, but <laughs> it was just odd because they get away with it all the time with different things, with characters being all their thing, and you just assume, okay, the Justice League, you know, he's doing this, and nobody really questions it, but yet Hal was gone. Well, I, I think Hal's been gone since issue 13 of Justice League. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been a long, long time. Because that's when we went into the big Jeff Johns like finale story yeah. from the Third Army in. Yeah, yeah. And I think he's been gone since then. But again, uh, the Hal seems to be kind of shoehorned back because of the next huge event. What the the Dark Side War? Yeah, yeah. That's um, why that seems to be obvious why he's yeah, back is so he. Can you want to have one of your heavy hitters back for a Dark Side War? You got to get yeah. the original team back together. That's funny though that they bring. Back. It's funny though they bring him back. In this issue, and not just have them that they call him in when this other thing happens, but how do you just call him in? He's well, you call him, you, you phone him up, you phone get him up. On, I don't you know how your cell phone. Works. I don't know what He's... kind of they're they're Justice League. <laughs> they, you just call them up, they show up. But no, I I enjoyed the finale. I really like where it's taken us with this. But even though we have one issue left. And I have no idea. It's a pre, it's supposedly a prelude to Dark Side War. I haven't looked at solicits yet for it. I really don't like looking at solicits before, and I like to be surprised when I go in. Yeah. But then we have Convergence, and then everything changes in June. You yeah, know, but, I don't know how things are going to work out for well, that. And even just going through these books right now and thinking, this Convergence is really, it is screwing with a lot of these books where they're trying to get things done. They're going to, it's just everything seems to be winding down. This is a weird one that they're they're done. Then they're going to have this uh, prelude before the convergence. Which seems... have this taste, have this small little taste. Yeah, yeah. And then you're going to wait three months. It just seems weird to me. Suck it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you gave it a nine out of ten. Yeah, I really enjoyed the issue, and I'm telling you, you can't go wrong with Jeff Johnson, Jason Fabach. Yeah, They'll Jason deliver Fabach, every fucking His time. art's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you. Even though I didn't like the first two issues of the um, Amazo Virus story. Mm-hmm. It was still good though because just looking at them, these these are our characters that we love and they look awesome. I I I agree. It's really really good. But yeah, I would I would have probably given it around the same. I did like it. I was a little confused, but just having Hal back at the end looking all cool, showing Man, up. Captain Cold was awesome, and uh, you didn't mention it. I mentioned to you. I did like the interaction between Lex and uh, and Superman. Yeah, we've I, had that since last issue. It's yeah, been a big I like the, It's kind of a kind of a snarky thing from Lex, and he obviously knows that Superman wants no parts of him. Uh, but yet they have to rely on Lex, so it's kind of a cool back and forth between them. Lex is kind of know, like right? he's kind of like that guy who um, he knows that you don't like him, but you need him, so he kind of digs in anytime he can. It's just that with this issue, we've been having that going on like for the whole time, so it's nothing really new. That's why I didn't really get into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's it's more of the same with that. It's like you know, I don't trust you, Lex. Yeah, I know you don't trust me. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah. All right. You done with that one? 
Yeah, I'm done, sir. All right. The next one also includes some of those characters. It's my book, Batman Superman number 19, written by Greg Pak and art by Ardian Saif. Yes. And I like this. I I know that uh, we've gone back and forth with this whole um, Superman's Joker story. I, I'm telling you, I actually was giving air quotes there, and I hate <laughs> doing that. But I also don't. I, I hate the the name of that. I just don't like the Joker's well, Superman's Joker story. I don't like the and I don't really like the the idea of it kind of seems silly to me from the beginning of where Batman almost said, hey, you need to have your own Joker. Oh, you're going to have your own Joker. And then he Batman's appears. a dick like that. Yeah, apparently. I don't know. Batman seemed to be very giddy about it. Like, hey, finally. Hey, Superman, I've... you ain't shit until you get yourself a Joker. <laughs> and you, you walk a mile in my shoes, mister. Yeah, yeah. He seems like he is. He's happy that somebody's suffering the way. And, uh, <laughs> again, Batman uh, even said, and we could say it too, you know, the Joker... He's a guy who doesn't just try to uh, defeat you. What he does is he tries to just destroy you totally by screwing with people that you love and getting yeah, inside he'll, he'll your get, head. He'll go by going other people. Yeah, and he just wants to, to mess with you the whole time. And I did like the end of last issue where last issue ended where you found out that the thing that was killing all these other people around Superman, or at least trying to, were little... Candorians that were flying like bullets. It, it it was so crazy, and I said it was almost like a Grant Morrison thing to me. Yeah, where it was just so ridiculous that I loved it. But this issue actually it starts out with yet another history of Krypton and Candor, which everybody's seen this thing how many times? A Million trillion, times, a trillion million times but we need I, we need another origin story i like this because as it's going it's telling you and it's more about candor but it also it throws in a little uh jarell and how jarell uh did this and the candorians didn't believe that uh krypton was going to be destroyed and they laughed at him it's it's that whole same thing but what's weird is at the beginning they mention the mighty warriors captured the wicked scientist dr zadu Right. And I'm watching this, I'm like, huh, it's weird that they're, they're centering on Zadu. So it goes on, and what it is is you have a narrator talking about this whole Kandorian. Kandor lives forever and whatnot, and at the end then it even skews against Superman uh, by saying that Superman stopped paying attention and he got distracted and Brainiac grabbed uh, Kandor. Or, and and things like that. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm looking, <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying is, all of a sudden, then you realize that the villain of this arc is who's giving this background. So you're like, oh my god. Well, in the meantime, Ray Palmer uh, is with Batman, Superman, and Supergirl, and they do what made me just excited about this issue is they're gonna, Ray Palmer's going to shrink the three down, and they're going to go into the bottled city of Candor. And to me, that just sounds awesome. <laughs> and so what happens is they go down into Candor, and in the meantime, they're looking around, and it's weird because when I think of the city of Candor, I think that everybody is in suspended animation inside the, the bottle. Right. They are not. 
Things are going That's on. That's not how I think of it at all. Don't I mean, you? They're living their lives. No, yeah, they're I, living their I, lives. I always think that I always thought it was uh, spelled out that they're kind of just in suspended animation. That well, it, no, it, it was did spell it out in this. It's just been candor has been going on for so long throughout the stories. I always saw them as just living their lives, doing where, their things. Where is the you, where's the poop going? If they're That's there living their lives, where is there's nothing on the bottom of the bottle that's that's getting expelled uh, or anything. Where is the food? What I'm saying is you're you're a moron. No, I just didn't get all fucking like geeked out into it. Damn. Okay. Well, they what? It's more like what you think though. They go in there and the city's going on. Yeah. People are doing things. There's patrols and that, but it's odd to me that there's just it seems like stuff's going on. They don't really question it too much. But they realize that something's controlling the people of Kendra. Something in there is uh, making the city do what it's doing. I don't really know what it's really doing, though. They're just they, kind of walking around. It's jokerizing them. Yeah, they're jokerized now. So in a weird way, or a weird thing happens, Superman kind of steps on this information disc. That was convenient. It was very convenient. And <laughs> up pops another little uh, history lesson. This is my favorite part of the book. Is it? Yes. That they they see how it's like the perverted version of what happened. I love seeing Jarell as this maniacal <laughs> lunatic. Yeah, that's what it is. He is. I'm looking at the picture right now, and of course he's also laughing, like hysterically. That's what I'm saying. The maniacal fucking lunatic here that's going off and doing this whole thing. He is just a mad scientist yeah. trying to cause some fucking. Well, lunatic. and again, why he's doing it while this this is. First off, this is a spin that seems to be being told to uh, the people of Candor. Yeah. So th this is their history that they're being told when they it's don't propaganda. really know what happened. It is propaganda. They don't know what happened. And what it, they are told is basically when Jarrell was laughed at about, about the um, Krypton being destroyed, instead of him being a good guy saying hey this is going to happen what he went there and he caused destruction himself because he didn't want to be Fuck wrong you i'm going to do this shit uh, but instead I of want you. yeah and then also another weird thing is it says that he kind of ripped candor out of krypton and sent it away yep to his son superman in the land of giants and superman <laughs> has just been an evil guy who is just trying to control Candor? It's it's so ridiculous that it, I laughed so hard at this part of the book. It was so much fun for me to read this bit. It is. It's pretty good. Uh, then what happens is it also in this Superman finds out that he has a uh, grandmother and an aunt that lived in Candor. So Batman goes off to find them, and Superman and and Kara also. The big thing with Kara is she was so excited to get in this bottled city to find her friend. If the friend's not there. Nope. Uh, I Anybody guess... who has any association with the L family yeah. seems like they've had their doors ripped off and dragged yep. into the streets. Yeah, and I, I, I would I would guess that the uh, her friend was put into suspended animation. That's my guess, and that you might see her next issue. Right. Uh, like, she'll come and help, but yeah. Supergirl's there for, uh, you know... For her looks. She doesn't do much in this issue. <laughs> no, not at all. Well, what happens is while they're going, all of a sudden this villain starts laughing as if he's the Joker, which again is just a little hokey well, and convenient. Not only that, he gets all those people he's mind controlling to start laughing yeah, too. Yeah, like they are Jokerized. Yeah, yeah, it's so weird. And the only thing I can think of is he was listening in on their conversation, Batman and Superman, mm -hmm. and maybe he's going with it. I don't know. 
it, it now, to me it was, was a bit hokey. I was a little confused at the end because you had the the phantom figure of Zadu yes, over top yes. this other figure. Is that a, like a physical embodiment yeah, of Zadu right there? Yeah, I think that's his physical embodiment, and he okay. almost looks like a pharaoh. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I didn't understand what the hell pharaoh, that was at all. Yeah, all of a sudden, what happens is Superman finds out. Oh my God, there he is. There's my Joker, and it is the Phantom King Zadu, and, and he's laughing it up. And then he mentions that. I've got your family and friends. So right there at the last page, you see uh, Batman's grandmother and aunt, and they don't look that old. Superman. But again, uh, Superman, I'm sorry. And uh, I guess they wouldn't be. They were suspended. Yes. Uh, so, but what the whole thing, do you know a lot about Zadu? No, not the top well, of my head. Zad, Zadu was involved in this uh, living death experiment that he had uh, on Krypton where it was uh, some crazy suspended animation type thing. And it went wrong, and people were dying. That's why he got arrested and sent to yeah. the Phantom Zone. So Doctor Kevorkian, in my mind. And yeah, and he hasn't learned Dr. because death. he's right back, and he's yelling about his living death again. So he wants everybody to have it. But he also what what he does mention that I really really like is that he does say to Superman that Jarrell had put him in the Phantom Zone as a punishment, but what it did was allow him centuries to plot his revenge and i i actually really like that idea that he was but it's a weird thing because before he was in the phantom zone now how did he get into the, the bottled city i have no idea i don't like, either it, i i don't unless, know unless like he opened the phantom zone there well, like you like the, ripped, ripped the hole there i have again no idea. what happened is he was in the doomed story Some where wonder woman, wonder woman pulled him out of uh the phantom zone and they wanted yeah. him to, you know, this and that and then he disappeared when Brainiac pretty much blew up the Fortress of Solitude, and that's when the city of Kendor went missing. But I really hope they explain how he got into the bottled city and how I, he... I could, you know how he did it? He did it the way everybody else did it. Anytime you have Ray Palmer there, you know he's going to shrink here. He just went to Ray. Hey, Ray, can you shrink me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's what I you, do. You think that Ray almost is like set up a lemonade stand that just says shrinking <laughs> 10 cents? <laughs> And hopefully, like, the R and the N are, are the backwards. S, the S is backwards. Yeah, you got to have backwards <laughs> thing. And then people just show up. Ray, I'll take two. You and your well, wife are in Candor. Well, it's like um, they brought Candor to the ant farm where Ray Palmer was. It's like, okay, Ray Palmer's here. They're going to shrink down because that's all he does. You know what? It's funny because that's – and if they ever need a protection, go call Steel because yeah. all he'll do is encase you in moving steel. <laughs> There's a lot of one-trick ponies going on here. But this issue wasn't bad to me, though. I just – I didn't understand it because, like, I've been off – like, I didn't read all of the Joker stuff. I only read the last issue because you asked me to. Yeah. And um, I read this one. And I'm thinking to myself this whole time – and you've been telling me about the, the Superman's Joker story for a little while now since it's been going on. And this, the term Superman's Joker, when it, like, the Joker – is yeah, obviously they're saying the type of villain, you know, he'll go after this and stuff. But mm -hmm. when you when you mm -hmm. say Joker, I like I remember being a kid playing Batman and like you know and Robin, and then somebody be the Joker. We got to stop the Joker because yeah. he is that well known character. I do not see kids playing Superman and Zadu. <laughs> I I saw some today. You're lying your they ass off. They were fighting to who could be Zadu. <laughs> no, I again I don't think it's more. I don't think it's that Batman's like hey. You know, you need a superhero or you need a supervillain that's going to be very popular and sell figures. I'm saying, though, but the, the I way know. I don't Joker think it was more of an just... iconic thing. I think it was more of what he was saying was you've never had a, a villain who went after the people that you love and know 
You've I'm always had villains that really you punch hard. <laughs> that's what's really elevated the Joker to be the status he is today. It's not that he's a clown and he laughs. It's the fact that he goes beyond any other villain. Mm -hmm. And he'll go after your goddamn, like, you know, adopted children's. No, well, again, that's why I think that uh, this Zadu makes sense to me. The, the other thing is, really, if somebody, you have this story and everybody was guessing. When I first this happened, I went on your favorite place, Reddit. I hate Reddit. Yeah, I know. And I put up a post kind of like a... Uh, uh, what was it? Something like, hey, this new storyline's coming out, this Superman's Joker. Who do you think Superman's Joker is? And this was in the Superman uh, channel on Reddit. Yeah. First off, what amazed me is that it didn't seem like anybody knew that this was coming up. And it was like the day before the first issue. So I, I, I overestimated uh, some people, I guess. <laughs> I mean, now I sound like an ass. Yeah. But... Um, Everybody was giving their thing. Oh, I think it's Mixelplick. I think it's uh, obviously, the, you know, Brainiac. It's Doomsday. It's all these things. And then people were getting discussions and stuff like that. Never saw a Zadu. No, you well, wouldn't. Because I think what people were going for was, oh, you mean what is his most famous or his, his favorite. Yeah. People were going for the favorite. They weren't going for Nobody I saw said, well, listen. Joker is somebody that does this, so it has to be somebody that. And and Zadu does have a he has a reason to hate Superman. It's yeah. more about his father. So does so, General Zod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, again, we've seen him in um, the Action Comics Grant Morrison run, and every time he kind of goes in and out, he gets more and more angry at Superman. And again, it, they they pushed it that at the beginning. He started going after the people around him. What's odd is that one of the first ones was Lex. Yeah. As he was shot. Now, again, I think that was more of Greg Pak telling everybody, hey, it's not Lex. Because, again, I, I mentioned even once before, of course, Lex is number one. Right. But, again, Lex doesn't cross that line, though, where maybe he doesn't know too many people that Superman, yeah, you know saying, what I mean? He, he, want, he wants to defeat Superman. He doesn't want to defeat anybody else. Yeah. Like He just wants to take it directly to Superman's face. It's funny to me, though, when they're, you think about it, and they're going on like, hey, he's going to go after the person you love. And all along, Batman knew that was him. <laughs> he did. And it's so funny. that It's like, I think of like Superman looking, and a little bubble goes up of, who, who do I love? Hmm. And it's Batman. No, no, I think you're all wrong with that. I don't believe that Batman, like even in that issue, last issue when Batman got shot by the Kandorian. No, but Batman knew. He actually, that was when they even He said it. he didn't expect to get shot. Oh, you know what, you're yeah. right, because he expected Superman to catch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you're he right. even uh, knew. He set up. He set up Lois Lane. I knew you loved me, big yeah, guy. Yeah, to not get shot. That's what I'm saying. He's flying right. him away. He's like, I'm the king of the world. Oh, you know, they're painting pictures with each other or something. <laughs> I gave the issue an 8.5 out of 10, mainly because I, I do, I like the issue. Like you said, I really thought it was fun at points, but I like Zadu. I like the idea that this is a, a villain that will get personal and go after other, you know, things that other villains won't go after. Number one, because he knows who's around Superman. That's a big thing. You can't really go after who Superman loves if you don't know Superman. And this guy's been sitting in the Phantom Zone kind of studying things and, and that, working that, out that things. That's what you do in the Phantom Zone, though. It's like you're pretty much you're uh, just there and you're watching everybody around you. You can't interact. Yeah, yeah. 
It's yeah, like, I've seen it before, but in yeah. my mind, that's not how the thing that works. So he's yeah, like but, Al from Quantum Leap. He's like a hologram. He can't affect stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. You're kind of like... Where, you're... Where's your crickets? Where's your crickets, motherfucker? <laughs> I like Quantum Leap, so... Damn right. I'm not going to give you those crickets. Why would I do that? <laughs> so I'll give you that. But yeah, that's that's about it for that. But I gave an 8.5 out of 10, like I said. Uh, I, I did enjoy it. Um... The one thing I did think, though, was it kind of put the state... Obviously, you get Zadu, but the big one's going to be next month where you see yeah. the big fight and stuff like that. So I can't wait for that. But we're going to find next? out what's up with that Pharaoh, dude. Yeah, yeah. What are you doing? Uh, next, next, we have Batman and Robin number 39, written by Peter J. Tomasi with art by Patrick Gleason, Mick Gray, and John Kaliz. Kaliz. We'll go with Kaliz. I like Khalees. Oh, yeah. But now, in this issue, we're continuing the whole thing where Damien has superpowers and, you know, he's just running amok with these powers and Bruce is trying to reel him in. And at the one point, you can actually say reel him in because uh, Alfred makes Bruce go on a fishing trip with Damien so yep. they get some, like, you know, father-son bonding time. And it's great because neither of them want to be there. Bruce... Oh. <laughs> dear. That's what it reminded me of, Cats in the Cradle. My, my dad's dead, Jim. Yes, he is. I know that. I'm sorry. Uh, now I'm all upset. Yeah, but it did. It, 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 there was a big Cats <laughs> in the Cradle moment there on Batman and Robin. Was... <laughs> uh, now you're going to cry, I think. Oh, uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Compose. Compose. Okay, yes. Compose. All right. I'm good again. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, what? It's funny to me that like Bruce is so afraid of disappointing Alfred. He's like, all right, we're going to go on a fishing trip, boy. Come along. And neither one of them want to be there. He's like, look, I, Alfred said we had to be here until we catch something. And he's like, oh, is that all? He just picks up the boat, flies it back. Yep. After he spears a fish with his pole. Fucking throws the whole pole into the water. Just yep. spears a fish. And he's flying the ship back in one hand. The other hand, he's got the freaking fish just dangling from the pole. Yep. And uh, then we go back to going back to crime fighting. But this is an, an odd issue because we're at, we're starting to see where Damien's powers are not as working as they should. He's still, starting to like glitch out of it. He's starting to lose them at times. Yep. And um, also, it's it's strange to me because you know, like when you think of Superman, you're like uh, you think he actually feels stuff since he like has vulnerable skin. Mm-hmm. It's, you think he feels stuff? Who? Superman? Yeah. Yeah, I think he okay. still feels it. Because Damien is can't feel anything. No. Like, his body's registering that he should be feeling stuff because they're, like, shooting with these shock bullets or whatever, and he can't feel any of it. And he actually proves his point to us when he starts headbutting the side of a tank and going, I can't feel anything. And I'm starting to get a little worried, though. It's like, is it he can't feel anything just physically, or is it getting, like, to be psychologically, too? Like, he's going to become a sociopath more than he already is. Yeah, I was going to say, he kind of is already. But, yeah, it's weird, like you said, um... Yeah, he doesn't. It's it's a weird concept of not being able to like have the sensation of anything. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, you know what it reminds me of? What's that? Dark Man. You remember fucking Dark Man? Liam Neeson's first big action role. Yeah. <laughs> what are you clicking stuff for? <laughs> I'm trying to load up the crickets, and there we go. Of oh course come on, Dark Man was badass. Of course, I remember Dark Man. Well, Dark Man had all this rage and superpower because they took out his ability to feel, so he could not be hurt. Yeah. But that also made him a rage monster. I, I had an issue with that once. Uh, one At one point when I was playing hockey, I 
messed up my Achilles tendon. Oh, God. And I'm not one to, to take painkillers, but no. I had a game, and I wanted to play, and I took a, uh, I think I took two painkillers. I don't know what it was, some crazy Vicodin or something. But right. when I went to go play, it kicked in, and I was running, and I couldn't feel my feet. Oh, the ground no. Because I am a, I'm a wuss. And I couldn't play. I couldn't deal with it. I almost fell over about a hundred times. I could. I went home. Again, I drove well, home. It's probably bad when you can't feel your feet. But I got it's home. Like when, like when you like your leg falls asleep and then you go to walk. Yeah, yeah. It was, like but that? that's what it was the whole time. And I couldn't. You know, I'm trying to run, but I couldn't feel the sensation of my feet hitting the ground. I, so, I, like, I don't. I don't. I don't think I've ever talked about this, but that terrifies me. Yeah. Like if that happens and I can't do it, and I go to walk. Like I feel like my ankle's just gonna fucking flop over and snap. No, it was awful. If I put the weight on it, because I can't feel like the stabilized my like my body. Yeah. When, yeah. Like, when you can't feel your feet at all, it terrifies me. Yeah. Well, it it didn't terrify me. It just kind of, I couldn't do it. So I yeah. I drove home and probably should have been pulled over and arrested <laughs> because if they would have had me walk a straight line, I wouldn't have been able to feel where I was walking. Your ankle would have snapped right there. Yeah, yeah. and uh, that's funny. I'm looking at my notes of this issue, and you uh, you neglected one of my favorite parts that this it wasn't really about Batman or Robin. This issue, it was more about uh, some Earth space science lessons. Oh. At the beginning, uh, when there's mention of the Carmen line. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. They did get into that hardcore. And the, the, the edge of the troposphere. I, I'm like, I, what's I going no on here? I have no idea here? what the hell they're talking yeah. about here. Okay? It's a cool concept. Yeah. And what it a is. a smart kid. I get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. But, man, I felt like a dummy. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm like, the Carmen line sounds like something that would be in, like, the middle of Brazil. And if, right. you, if you cross that line, all of a sudden you're wearing a lot of fruit on your head. <laughs> It's the Carmen Miranda, the Carmen Miranda line. line. Yeah. It's a, or maybe it's like seven Carmen Mirandas doing like line dancing type of things, kicking their legs up. That's what I thought. But yeah, in the in the beginning, Damien takes pretty much a uh, a pretty cool rogues gallery of villains and takes them up to the edge of the troposphere, which is the Carmen line, where it is the line between where you are actually in the Earth's atmosphere and then the next little you're out now to I love the line though because he's like and if you like if I cross this line now you're an astronaut yeah it is pretty cool and then he, that's really when like he that. he loses his power a little and all everybody's about rest. to die <laughs> but yeah it was pretty crazy but then daddy on. comes in and saves the day yep but then uh what what he uh they got back from uh fishing Oh, yeah, I'm saying, though, but, like, at the point, though, they go back out and fight crime. That's where we find yeah. out that Damien can't feel anything, but we have to stop yeah, on yeah. this because uh, Bruce gets a call from the Justice League. So he teleports away, and at this point, Damien takes what, you know what, daddy's gone. I don't have a leash on no more. He rips the goddamn bat signal off the complete yeah. roof and starts chasing criminals through alleyways, holding up the bat signal, uh, like, freaking, uh, the bat, I can't, I was going to say sign, but it's just the yeah, bat yeah. signal. And it's great. And then there's this. Then he just shines it down this one alley. And there's Batman starting to like uh, put it back. Yep. Yeah. He just. And also, it's before he goes to the uh, the Watchtower too. Is that you know Damien and and Bruce have such a great relationship that's uh, now it involves a lot of tests yeah. and uh, experiments. Uh, you were a father. You want to find out what the hell's asshole. going on with your son and if you can take away these goddamn superpowers because he's already terrifying to begin with. Yeah, yeah. yeah you add yeah. a Superman power set to that? It's, it's the worst. 
It, that is true. But yeah, it's a weird thing, though, where he's just kind of uh, doing experiments on his son. Well, you got to do some experiments on your kids. But yeah. Also, you I had, do it. You got to find out if your kids like can throw a football. That's experiment right there. That's an experiment, huh? Well, the experiment failed. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Now, my kids are pretty good at sports. They get it from their mother. Of course. Their mother never would play hockey on painkillers. No. no. Uh, you know what else? That, responsible adult. Before we get to the whole uh, part on the Watchtower, also, there's the part where Batman starts with the with great power quote. I saw that. That was good. And you know what? I I usually hate that because it's it's such a cliched thing that it happens a lot, right. a lot more than it should in, in multiple different comics. That's what uh, makes it funny. I loved it here. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I love that he got cut off. Uh, but then right after that, then he, he uh, quoted Cool Hand Luke. Did he? I, yeah. I, I didn't miss that. Yeah, yeah the, what we have here is a failure to communicate. Oh, he said I the did Damien. see that. You're and right, I was yes. like, what is, is Batman doing this on purpose? Because <laughs> it really, I'm like, come on, Batman. What are you doing? Thing, it's freaking pop culture quotes you're doing. Dude, the worst part is, I was thinking to myself how much I love this book because Peter J. Tomasi can write the hell out of anybody yeah, in yeah, the yeah. way like Bat Family. Yep. And now that you're saying this, I'm like, yeah, he's just kind of phoning this one <laughs> in, isn't he? He's just taking <laughs> lines from movies and I, other comics. He went to the... Uh, the top 10 uh, biggest quotes and just started <laughs> writing dialogue around it. But no, eventually, they, like, since Damien uh, can't be uh, like on his own, Batman ends up taking him to the office. They go to the watchtower where we find out that on a Japanese island, a monster's t- like taking down ships and the Justice League gets to get involved. And while Superman's briefing Batman about this, Shazam is right up Damien's ass this whole yeah. fucking time at the end. And he is the worst possible. Like, Shazam has been rough since he's been brought into the New 52. Mm-hmm. He's a snot-nosed little fucking punk. But here he is the worst version of that you've ever seen. Oh. He just keeps saying ass over and over again. Like, hey, did Batman tell you I saved his ass the last time we fought? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saved his ass hardcore. Let's go kick some ass. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. And, and the, the thing that it's... It makes it worse when he's talking to a little kid. And, mm-hmm. you know, Damien is a little mature for his years. But yeah. it's like, it makes him seem that much worse, though, Shazam. Agreed. You're just like, what a what a jerk. And, and I know he's supposed to be. Too. What's and the worst part, too, is like, besides for all the ass stuff, he actually hates his Captain. I'm going to say Captain Marvel, but the yeah, Shazam yeah. persona. He hates being in, a, uh, yeah. in an adult body. Yeah, like, like, what are you oh. talking about? Yep. He's like, oh, it would be so cool if, if I was a kid and I had my powers then and didn't have to be this old guy. And, and I'll tell you, I really like this issue until the, I get to the Watchtower, and Shazam ruins it for me. And also, Damien was a little snot, too. Like, fucking just, like he was not impressed with the Watchtower. He yeah. uh, said, said they, something But the way he did Superman. it with Damien, though, is cool. Not cool, now, but it's now, funny. I, it's it's okay. It was just Damien being a little snot, too. Well, he just said too snot. I know, but the thing is, I usually like Damien. I, once we got to the Watchtower... It wasn't fun for me anymore. No. I actually just wanted the issue to finish because I didn't want to deal with Shazam or Damien anymore. Yeah. Uh, Shazam actually uh, proved the point to me that I believe that uh, Tomasi does not play video games. Because Why is you, that? Well, well, first off, you're oh, in the he's got the Wii. Because yeah. he said the Wii. You have the Wii. Plus, he just says Xbox, PlayStation. It's it's like, yeah. oh, what are those game systems they have out right now? <laughs> oh, the Xbox, the PlayStation, and the Wii. The Wii. Nobody has the Wii. That either that was his main effort to show that Shazam really is an asshole. Hey, my or, mom has a Wii, all right? Exactly. That's a craze. 
<laughs> when your mom or your grandmother has it, that's a craze. And my mom has it. That's my kid's grandmother. Boom. Craze. Boom. But uh, why would they have the Wii? They sh- and plus, shouldn't they have the Q box? The, yeah, exactly. It should be a Q box. That's what there. actually made me. I'm like, wait a second. They're they're big on the Q box. We just now, got a little too real here. Yeah, Calm yeah. Down. I'm like Xbox, PlayStation, and the Wii. Please. <laughs> but, uh, but the uh, the other thing is that it also made me realize too that while Tomasi can write the hell out of anybody in the Bat Family, he writes other characters weird. Like this is the worst possible exa- like example of Shazam that I've seen. Yeah. And then like when Aquaman was in the last issue. And yeah. he's that stern Aquaman. He's yeah. just, I'm the king of Atlantis, and that's it. Yeah, that was that was odd. But uh, another thing that just seems odd, because this book is ending. Uh, next month, it's, it's the last Final issue. issue. Yeah. And it really seems like an odd, like, it doesn't seem like it could possibly be ending. Right. Uh, obviously, though, with a book like this, there's going to be the Damien book. Mm-hmm. It is, is it called Damien, Son of Batman? Yes. Okay, so they're going to have that, and Batman's always around anyway, so that'll be the continuation of this book anyway, for what we're thinking. Yeah. And uh, But this last thing where they're heading off to Japan seems like a real odd way to end it. It does. I don't, I just, I don't know if they're going like, to use this, or, like Damien's going to fight a big old monster over there, and he's going to end up losing his powers just because. That, and we're yeah. just gonna get back to the status quo of what Batman and Robin was to go with the Damien son of Batman. I think that it's gonna be a huge army of his cloned uh, freaks. Oh they're God, all gonna that, gather. Put yes, on? They're gonna gather. And they're gonna form together to make one giant Mongoloid yes, they monster. Will. It's one big weird-eyed monster. <laughs> That's my guess. But no, as much as I really didn't like the end with Shazam, because I love Shazam and I hate seeing him portrayed this way, yeah. I gave the book a 7.5 out of 10. I, I love Patrick Gleason's art on this book. Yeah, I did too. I, it was really good. I loved the first to like three quarters of the book. Mm-hmm. It's just a lot of fun to read. There was a there was a weird part in the book, though, that uh, like for about a page and a half, it seemed to be a little off on the art. Uh, the only reason I mentioned is because at one point, Damien has no eyes. Oh, I don't even remember seeing yeah, that. Yeah, there's a part where he's kind of got the the whites just going, which I just no, hate. the whites happen all the time. I hate. Without, did he have the mask on? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, he probably did. Then yeah, that's fine. I just don't like it. Uh, I think it. Well, looked, I think it looked off. Why are you always got to talk about shit you don't like, man? You got to get off this hate kit. You know who else I don't like is you. You don't shut your mouth. <laughs> so is that that's that? That's that, brother. All right. All right, and the next book, Superman Wonder Woman. And this has been the introduction to Magog into the New 52. Oh, and my God! I know you love Magog, right? No, I do not. I just like saying, oh, my God! Oh, my God. Uh, the thing about Magog, of everything I've read and talked to you about, is that not many people like Magog. No. And you know what? You're not going to like him anymore after this. Because he ends up being very, very lame. Uh, what happened in the last issue, it was revealed that Cersei was kind of the real villain and was controlling Magog, right. and you get a lot more of that this issue. At the beginning, you get a little bit more of a history of Magog, what it was as he was a kid, and during the uh, Parademon attack of Darkseid five years ago, his mom was killed by the Parademon. Oh, no. so, so he hates Superman. Doesn't hate Batman. Doesn't <laughs> hate Green Lantern. Maybe is a little irritated with Wonder Woman. He hates Superman. Uh, and 
the whole why 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 all the Superman hate? <laughs> Don't ask me. Ask McGuck. <laughs> oh McGuck. I'm not McGuck. Uh, but what you get in this issue, where I came uh, away from this issue, is this whole arc has been about people being mad at uh, somebody for something they didn't do. Because right. really, what could McGuck maybe go after Darkseid? Wouldn't wouldn't that be you know well, more? Maybe he has a hate of parademons. Honestly, if uh, there was a big thing going around and you like saved some people during a big alley invasion and Darkseid was behind it, mm-hmm. I would blame you before I went after Darkseid. Well, only because you're a pussy. Yes. But Gigantic, still. big old gaping vagina. And again, um, what Cersei did was kind of uh, put some seed of hate in Magog as well. But then, in a weird way, ended up kind of uh, making him lose his memory so he didn't remember it till the point where she wanted him to remember it so she he could get close to Superman and Wonder Woman. Uh, maybe that sounds confusing as shit. I was going to say, maybe if that sounds okay to you, but it, it oh. is a little bit confusing. It's it, Actually, for what it ended up, it's, it's overly confusing. Um, now, I did, I did not read this book, so I'm hearing all this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you read last issue? Do you remember? Uh, what a, I want to say yes, but I'm, I lie they, a lot. They were fighting on a bridge, and it was no, the one I, I where don't think I kind of well, I kind of dropped off of this one. Tomasi okay, took over. Yeah, this was the issue where I told you that Wonder Woman and, the, and Superman Wonder Woman. Oh no, Tomasi I did read took, this. Yeah, right. remember where there was the the car and yeah, we got in kind of an argument because I said that Wonder Woman just neglected these uh, people falling, but you said no. She, no. She, she trusts she Superman. Superman well, the funny thing about this issue is it starts up. There's all this talk. There's a flashback. There's Cersei. She's mad at Wonder Woman because of what Hip, Hip, Hippolyta. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, all day I'm like, I know how to say that, but I know I'm going to try to say it different. But Hippolyta uh, messed her. We'll get to that in a second. But I still don't think that's how you say it either. I can't. Now that you fucked it up, that's all I can think in my head. That's how I say it. And I told you, I grew up. Hippolyta. I, Hippolyta. The problem with me is while I grew up, this happened to me a lot, and where it, where it really comes out is when I, I say names from, like, the uh, Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, because those names are all screwy. Uh, what happens is when you, you grow up and you don't have many friends, you tend to not say words out loud a lot when you read right. them. And so I have my own pronunciations of them. I'm sure oh, I, I do I the same. The same thing. Yeah. With so Elfquest, then, I didn't know anybody who read ElfQuest. There's a lot, of, a lot of, names. and what happens is I love Greek mythology as a kid. Me as well. And there are a lot of names where I've seen the name a million times, never once has have said it out loud because none of my nope. friends like that. Uh, you know, my two friends. Uh, <laughs> the, you know, me, myself, and I. Oh, but uh, I'm yes, sad. I'm sad. But. Uh, no, what what's happening is there's Cersei's yelling at Wonder Woman. Magog's all pissed off. The whole time since the last issue, Superman's just holding this bridge together. He's holding, <laughs> to, and that it's it made it. I know that the issues, you know, it's, little it's, help. It's only like you know minutes from the last issue, but it makes me laugh thinking that for a month he's just been sitting there holding little this help, bridge guys. together. Hey, yeah, so um, this is going on. Like I said, Cersei's yelling at Wonder Woman, and then she just teleports her and Wonder Woman away. Tells Magog, hey, take care of Superman. You got the power. I gave you the power. He yells something like, I have the power. I think I heard. Oh, yeah? No, he doesn't. But then, I have power. That's right. Uh. He might have done that, though. Did a little spin. and Yeah. But then or are you going off more of a He-Man thing? Yeah, yeah. I was going <laughs> He-Man. But he goes, he goes to fight Superman. Now, again, Superman's holding this bridge. 
Magog has like free reign to just beat the crap out of him. And Superman still beats him. He just uses his heat vision. Kind of heat visions him a couple times, grabs his, his weapon, breaks it. And as he breaks it now, again, Superman's been holding this bridge. He doesn't want to let it go. But then he breaks the, I believe it's a trident of sorts. Right. And he breaks that. And that teleports him off to where uh, Cersei and Wonder Woman are. I don't know, don't know what happened to the bridge, but it seems to remain intact because Argus shows up, takes Magog away. It's off to the circus with him. That's that's what the Argus. That's the holding cells, right? The circus. Yeah, yeah, circus. Yes. Yeah. See, I, I'm referencing things. You got some shit. I remember you, that. Yeah. You told me a lot. Yes, that. that's why you would tell me all the time with vibes. So I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna sound. I miss vibe. Yeah. So what happens is they go, Cersei's there. She explains why she's mad and what it is. It kind of goes back to the Brian Azzarello run where the, they had the brothers of Themyscira or the, the men of the, the Amazon. The sons, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the sons. And um, what happened is in the meantime, Sphestus had made a deal with Hippolyta. I'll give you that. <laughs> Uh, that the, all the boys, the the boys that are born would go to him. They would forge weapons for the Amazons, and I really, really like that idea that there were these these men. Because obviously, you know, you would think that in the normal deal, you would think the Amazons, boy born, throw him off the the cliff. Drown but what him happened in the is ocean. that's how he goes. They go down. It, it really worked out. I really like the way Azarello worked that into the story and made it work. Well, in the meantime. You find out in this issue that Cersei wanted the, these boys to make the Animen, which are an, uh, animal men. Like, remember that show Manimal? Yeah, I remember Manimal. Yeah, that's what I always think of Manimal. And you know what that show was? Where are the crickets now that, talking about my fucking Manimal? That show was horrible, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> right on cue. Right on cue about two minutes late. Like um, Manim- I used to watch Manimal, and then later on, like the, my awful show I used to watch was Mantis. Yeah, Mantis. I always think of Manimal and Mantis uh, Me as, as well. well. But like the uh, show Manimal, I don't like the anime. I don't even like the idea of them. I think it's silly. Um, though I wish that it would have been a way to bring back the Bondage Minotaur from Wonder <laughs> Woman. But oh, he's Bondage dead. Minotaur. He's dead. You know who else is dead? Who? who? Your father. Daniel? Oh, you're... my God, Daddy. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Your dad is dead. Oh, you're the worst person ever. Yes, I am. But, again, you I, have I these... Talk, ma- I want to tell a story about Magog. Oh, yeah? What's your yeah. story about Magog? Well, the only real reference I have Magog is I read Reading Kingdom Come when I was younger, but, mm-hmm. like, uh, when I was collecting the DC... Uh, Oh, I hate you so much. Go on. The, the DC Comics classics, like action figures. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love going to the toy section of stores. And I remember when I was collecting these because there'd be a line would come out and you'd get a big A-lister hero and then a bunch of other heroes. Mm-hmm. I mean, or, vil- or villains, whatever. But they wouldn't be like, they'd be like B or C-listers. Okay. And the one had, and to get every, you had to collect every one to get a piece so you could build a big figure. Uh, oh, actually, is that one of the big ones? No, no, Magog, oh, Magog was just a regular one. And I'm like, I go to Target or Walmart or whatever and be like, I don't want to buy Magog. Yes. And that's my whole story because every time you say Magog, I think of the disappointment I felt when I stood in the freaking toy aisle just like staring at Magog. I'm 
I'm I'm on with these sounds now. I'm ready. But yeah, well, I, I'm done with my story. You get back to the comic. My Magog, Magog's awful. Yeah. Again, he ends up in this whole thing. You think, oh my God, Magog's back. Uh, even myself, I was kind of fooled into thinking I liked it at first, but then at the end, he just kind of disappears. He gets taken by Argus. He go, he runs away and joins the circus. He might. He went to the circus, but yeah. Um, what happens then? You have these Animen. Uh, Superman shows up. Cersei's yelling at Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman kind of breaks free. Takes when Superman shows up, she uses the distraction of that to uh, break free. Kind of yells some stuff. She's about looks like she's about to kick some Cersei butt, and nice. then Cersei does a little uh, crazy talk. Give me a little. Tell me how a crazy spell would sound. Um, I don't know, man. It's like Yana Yana It's something. It's something crazy. And then she goes, "Oh no, Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka." It did sound like that. But then out of nowhere, she yells, uh, "You're not going to hurt me because I'm going to see how the animal in your man is, or something crazy like that." And then you see, Tang Tang, Walla Walla, Bing Bang, and then Superman is turning into an animal, and he looks. He looks crazy, actually, because at first I told you that I thought he looked like he would be like a hyena type thing. No, you told me cheetah. Or cheetah, I mean. That's what I meant. And I thought that would be kind of neat because obviously that's a, you know, Wonder Woman thing. Now I don't know. I'm telling you, he looks crazy. He looks a little like when he's uh, jokerized Mm -hmm. to me. But um, uh, We talked about this um, yesterday, I think, and we talked about the cheetah. Thing I didn't think of. We did this back in the early like uh, few issues of Justice League where Cheetah was in there and she like poisoned him and he became a Cheetah man. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that. But yeah, that's yeah. that's where I I got it first that it looked kind of like that. But now I just think he looks cra- he just looks crazy. He's crazy. I'm sure. Superman's so crazy. He's crazy. But uh, next issue will be that where they'll fight it out and uh, again it's gonna end so that you could get to the convergence. But um. I have... for, for listener mail this for the upcoming week, uh, please, somebody, tell us if you're interested in Convergence at all. Oh, yeah, that would be good. And if you want because to send right listener now, mail. I, I do not want my stories to end while fucking DC does their nonsense. Well, and like, oh, here's here's some of the old like continuity back for you for a little yeah. bit. And you say that it's not even just when that starts. Uh, it's also all these books kind of rev. I don't know. It just... Things shouldn't feel forced because this has been in uh, in the works for so long. But some yeah. of these seem a little forced. A lot, yeah. Yeah. So, but what I did, I gave this issue. Let me see. I gave it a five point five out of ten. That's low for you. Yeah, it is. And I do like I Doug Mankey. I thought was uh, he started off a little uh, weak on this. I love Doug Mankey. Yeah, and I thought that the first couple issues weren't his strongest. But what I'm upset about is that I really don't like Peter J. Tomasi's uh, story here. And at least this issue, he's gotten a little bit away from Wonder Woman looking like a real jerk. <laughs> and this issue actually was probably his most heavily focused Wonder Woman issue, which I really did like. But to me, this whole story just seems uh, not important. It just, Magog just ended up being pretty much a joke. Uh, Cersei and the Animan type of oh, thing. Oh, man, you seemed... tell me the Magog isn't Superman's Joker? He's No, he's not. I wish he, he might have been better. But uh, <laughs> the, the Animan are silly. And um, 
I've said it in my reviews before too, is that it just it doesn't feel important to me. Um like I thought it would. Magog coming back, uh again, nobody was excited, but it did seem like it was working up to something important, but now it almost feels like it was just filler before convergence and then after right. that it'll start up. But uh on Then we could tell the real stories. Yeah, it just seemed weird. Um but yeah, what happened is uh AR Vind on the site. He uh comments a lot on the site we mentioned him. I think we mentioned yeah. him last week too. He's a he's a star of the podcast. He even wrote it's like he loves Peter J. Tomasi, but yet he doesn't understand how this book isn't that great. And right. I mentioned to him, I it's it's my luck is what happens <laughs> is every time I get a book from a writer who writes kick ass books and I'm looking at Cullen Bunn right now. I'm looking right. at you, Cullen Bunn. Ooh. Because I get this book from Tomasi, and I got Lobo with Cullen Bunn, <laughs> and they are their worst books, it seems. And it just, I don't know why it happens to me. I was so excited about Cullen Bunn. I was excited about this. Uh, I was worried when Charles Sewell left the book that it was just going to go downhill or canceled because i really do like this book a lot and what i got from tomasi uh has not really thrilled me much so yeah i gave it a 5.5 out of 10 and i don't know I, I it's not that i wouldn't recommend it to people who are already reading this but it's definitely not something that if you were thinking of jumping in i would wait until june and hopefully things get better well, that's what I'm doing because I really fell off. And I, the only reason I read the last issue because you asked me to. But today, I ended up watching Shia LaBeouf and fucking uh, <laughs> the greatest game ever played. Greatest instead of game ever Superman played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could have had the greatest podcast ever played. Instead, not with have, us on it. Instead, we have this. Well, I was thinking we would have hired two people from some other podcast that actually know what oh, they're doing. People with personality, I guess you. Yes, yes. <laughs> hey, speaking of which. This next segment brought to you by Gridlock. It is the official knockoff energy drink of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast. And I'm going to take a sip right now. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Choke, motherfucker. Oh, my God. I tried to sip it like that next to the mic and I choked. All right. What's you know, next? How, how old are you? You're still not good at drinking? <laughs> I'm 45. <laughs> you old fuck. I am. I hate saying. I know, that's why I wanted I to do. I don't feel good anymore. I feel... Yeah. You don't look it either. I know, yeah, I know. I look like 10. You look like you're 65. Jesus Christ. Yeah, hate for like hate's a, sake. You look like a, a eye patch wearing... Wear an eye patch one time. You, you can't keep pulling that eye patch out your ass. Seriously, there's, there's certain things we've talked about that if you do it once, you're labeled, and I'm not going to go into that, but an <laughs> eye patch has now made the list. Fair enough, fair you enough. You made the list, buddy. Now, what's I'm gonna next? Start, I'm, so, I'm going to start going to Comic-Con swearing an iPad, see if anybody picks up on it. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, we're so uh, you're so popular. You're just going to show up in an iPad. I'm going to be wearing my weird science shirt. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's like some guy shows up there, and he just he got some chemical in his eye or something. He's there, and he's swarmed by all these many fans. All your fans are all over this guy. Uh, are you calling me pretentious? Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> I definitely am. I'm, I'm going on to the next book, then. Yeah, Fuck yeah you, you better. Go have another drink, ass. Yes. Uh, Green Lantern, New Guardians, number 39, written by Justin Jordan with art by Diogenes Neves, Mark Deering, and Will Quintana. 
You know, what I, I love that name, Will Quinton. Well, Will Quinton. You know what I like? What? Gridlock. <sighs> it is the unofficial knockoff energy drink of Weird Science DC Comics podcast. I, I thought it was the official a few seconds ago. <laughs> <Did> I? <laughs> I messed up. There goes all our gridlock money. Well, <laughs> I made a deal with the today that if we mention it seven times in the podcast, we get a cool two dollars. You got, you gonna split that two bucks with me? <sighs> no, uh, you're not saying uh, it. I am. Well, we start out Green Lantern, New Guardians, <clears throat> and the last issue, Kyle came across his darker self, the creature he created when he first got the life equation, mm-hmm. which is called Oblivion, and he was consumed at the end of the last issue. And we start out this one. Kyle's just sitting in a cafe doodling like he used to back in the 90s when people still cared that he was a comic book artist. Yeah, nobody, you know, nobody cares about that anymore. Nobody talks about that at all anymore, but he's sitting there doodling, and his old girlfriend, Alex, who's like became famous for being fridged, you know, that big that big term where like uh, the, the girl's been fridged. In the fridge. I think, Gail, I think Gail Simone came up with that. I think she did. Um, I think it's a Alex, funny term. Yeah, it's a great term. I love it because yep. his mom got fridged there, too. But, um... Alex walks in, they have a tender moment, then all of a sudden she turns into a goddamn zombie. Starts to, It's like she chose poorly from Last Crusade all well, of a she sudden. She chose you know? very poorly, or <laughs> is she just at least just looked into the arc in the beginning as exactly. well. Exactly, yeah. Uh, um, one, one, thing, fucking... one thing I have to mention, though, it's funny because they have her in the beginning, and it's so pushed to make sure you realize who it is, too. She's like, oh, Alex, hey, I didn't see you. Oh, it's the DeWitt uh you know, Halo or so. They had yeah, to mention yeah. her home name in, in <laughs> such a forced way. Now, this could be me, too, but she actually came off to me like she was from the 90s, how women were drawn in the 90s yeah, in yeah, comic yeah. books. Everybody looked like a model with the long, oh, yeah, flowing hair did. like that. But uh, she starts decaying away. And the, the best part, I got another story. I'm going to interrupt with this. You didn't put this, a girl in the fridge, did you? Oh, no, no. This is this is actually from my buddy, Jay, because when, like he's he's making out with Alex. And then he t- pulls away, and all of a sudden she's a goddamn monster, just decaying yeah. away. You know, like, Kyle, help me. Fucking, my buddy Jay told me a while ago, he had this dream where he's making out with this chick, and when he opened his eyes, it was the girl from The Ring. You watched The Ring, haven't you? No, I have not. You know what that girl looks like, the, that thing that comes out of the TV? Uh, no. You don't know any of this. Uh, hey. Actually, actually, I'm lying. I do know. I didn't see the movie, but I <laughs> you do. Need, you needed some time to bring up the crickets? <laughs> I was trying to grab the crickets. You, um, will, you will try to get horror into this podcast no matter what, <laughs> won't you? No, this is actually a legitimate story, though. But he's making, in his dream, he's making out with this chicken. And he, like, he looks, like, opens his eyes. He realizes he's making out with the girl from the ring and how terrifying she nice. is. And all he can think, he's telling me in his dream, is that... He better keep it up and be really good at it, so he, she might not kill him then. Nice. <laughs> that dream made me laugh so hard at the time. <laughs> and but then, did did she kill him? Because I'm sure no, he, you... he woke up. Okay. He just uh, kept making. I'm thinking he spent like a half an hour just making out with this hideous fucking monster. I figured that uh, you would tell me from experience of if Jay was a good kisser. Um, no, I I only know from being asleep, so he didn't really have a lot of participation in it. Okay. <laughs> God, I hope he's not listening. Uh, but who is? Exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, this Kyle, Alex is deteriorating away, and then this is when Kyle realizes this is all a ruse. It's a nightmare created by Oblivion who's gotten to his head. So he fights his way out, and in the real world, Carol is trying to fight because Kyle's gone. And she, he's just consumed by this, like the ooze slash smoke of Oblivion. Kind of comes yeah. off like the lost smoke monster at times. 
And that the other times he comes off as Venom for fucking Spider-Man. That's what I thought the whole issue. It's yeah. that uh, it's Kyle's uh, Venom version. It pretty much, uh, you put a character in, he's got a black costume, pointy fingers, sharp razor teeth, and a tongue that and comes that, wiggling out. It's the out. tongue that, that did it. Yeah. I, it it's Venom. It's, yeah. it's Venom they, who looks like Kyle Rayner. Whichever one of the artists did that, that character design had to have been doing that, or else is just so oblivious to everything. Maybe that's why he's <laughs> called Oblivion. Maybe. I don't know, but it, it's, it is very odd. But no, Kyle breaks free. He tells uh, Kyle, you got to go do this thing. And he says, it's all like a mysterious and shit. And she's like, okay. And she, the best part is she takes Sayorin with her. Do you remember Sayorin? Mm-hmm. This is the character that would go five years from now to fight Kyle Rayner once he's got all God crazy with yep. the life equation. And, uh, you know, she would take, she would actually claim the ring at the end, which we never know what happens because that's where the issue went. But I really dug this because they're bringing her into this. And the whole point that Oblivion is trying to take out Kyle, not only trying to kill Kyle, he's trying to erase him from existence because Oblivion has seen the future. Mm-hmm. He knows what Kyle's mm-hmm. going to become and start reshaping the universe as he sees fit with this power. So he wants to erase him from existence to stop this future. And I really dug this because can you think of any other comic that is talking about the future's end tie-in from September? Uh, not many. Yeah, I'm saying, I can't think of any. And, like, Justin Jordan is going full board to, like, tie this in and talk about it a little bit more, and I dig that. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, you know, it's just Kyle's trying to say, this. I won't become this. Yes, you will. I'm going to kill you. And, you know, it's back and forth. And Oblivion looks like he's about to suck this, the life out of uh, Kyle when Carol comes back, and apparently the thing he, she was supposed to do was go get the Templar Guardians, and they bring along uh, friggin' um, Saint Walker. It's all a good time. You're gonna have a really cool final issue for Green Lantern, um, uh, New Guardians. But I gave this issue. What the hell did I give this issue? Um, a nine out of ten. Yeah, I yeah, fucking yeah. love. You, you love. I, I love the art, the color. It just popped off the goddamn page. And I'm with you there. Uh, I say like Oblivion is really kind of shitty. It's, it's a dark reflection of this character, which is usually fun. I don't think he's that strong of a villain, but it's weird here because. He comes off as almost a hero figure. You know, he's a little, like, weird in how he's trying to be a good guy mm-hmm. by destroying, like, a racing cop from existence. But he's trying to stop this future. That's terrible. Yeah, yeah. So I, I really dug this whole getting in depth with this future bit. And, like, Oblivion is the dark half of Kyle. And he's a good guy compared to what Kyle will become. I really got into this. I don't know. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like, I haven't read a lot of New Guardians recently. Uh, but I did like this. I love the art, like you said. And I, it was cool, St. Walker at the end showing up, and that's, yeah, I, I did like it. Uh, I'm actually upset because after I wrote this review, I went and checked on all those the books that are coming back in June and, like, the old books that are coming back in the new books. Yeah. And I did not see Diogenes Neves on any of the freaking oh, books. Really? I'm really disappointed about that because of how much I really dug the art in this issue. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Uh, next one is my book, Supergirl, number 39. And it's written by Kay Perkins, and that's K period Perkins. All right. The lovely young lady. And uh, Mike Johnson. And art by Emanuela Lupacino, which is still probably my favorite name. Uh, well, well, like, you like Will Quintana? It's, I, I love saying it. I like Emanuela Lupacino. <laughs> and uh, what this is, is this whole thing. I took over this book. Actually, I took, it over, I took over this uh, Supergirl from you during Doom. But yeah, it was right after, after the Red Daughter of Krypton. Yeah, and after Doom, uh, there was word that this uh, new team, and they were going to do uh, the Crucible Academy story. And I made jokes about how it was going to be um, 
Breakfast Club in Space and all this fun Sounded stuff. Sounded awesome. And I have enjoyed it. I really have liked it since it started. It's not exactly what I thought it was going to be, no. but I've really liked it. And unfortunately, the book has been canceled. <laughs> so next month will be the last issue. And I don't know the behind-the-scenes stuff, and I said this in, in my review. I don't know what goes on at DC, obviously, because they hate us. Yes. And But what happened is this story had this really big feeling to it. It had a lot of stuff going on where the the people running Crucible had some sort of dark secret, something they had going on that really involved Kara and also would involve Superboy. And what I remember is one of the first issues of this arc, they even mention they're talking about Kara, they're kind of talking about, oh, well, what happens when we get the clone? Is she going to mind? And the one guy who's if I remember right, it's the guy who's the, the evil one of like, oh, she won't mind. She'll be all for it, something like that. So you're getting this whole idea of what are they going to do? You know, How are they going to get Superboy in? And how if they have something going on with Superboy, why would Kara be involved in liking it? Only thing I could think of now is that Kara hated clones. Oh, yeah, and she was all against so, But then why? It, it, it's odd. But what happens is... They, well, they, they didn't read Krypton Returns, where she all got all right, four yeah. Superboy. Yeah, all that, and it's good. This issue kind of, uh, kind of uh, even addresses that. But what happened is, I think that, like I said, behind the scenes, these guys were told, hey, listen, this book's going to be canceled. If you ask me, it's going to be canceled so it can be brought back a little later when the TV show comes out and be Makes more, more in line with the TV show. But what you're going to have to do is wrap up this, this story – and you're going to have to wrap it up pretty goddamn quick. So they have done it. And if that's not the case and I'm wrong, I apologize. But to me, it's more of a compliment to them because I really like the way they kind of are wrapping it up, even though it does feel rushed a bit. I think they're doing a very good job of what they had to go with to do it. And uh, well, what happens is in the last issue, Superboy shows up. And the issue ends with Maxima, who's one of Kara's uh, classmates, going to take Superboy back to the Crucible. Now, would you consider Kara the basket case in this Breakfast Club scenario, um, and then uh, Maxima's the princess? I think I said before, I think she's the jock. Maxima's the jock? No, I no, would think... Kara is. Oh, Kara is. Well, what's Captain Comet? Uh, Comet? Yeah. Uh, he is the princess. I'm just I saying these just to be a jerk. <laughs> No, but like, I, I would think that Kara... I, just love, I like running with this whole Breakfast Club scenario. See, the problem is is it doesn't really... If you had the pretty boy, that's common. Yeah. And you don't really have that. It, was that Emilio Estevez? In my he, mind, it was. He looked pretty good. But yeah. there... And All maybe, five foot two of them. You know what? If I really had to sit down... Yeah. If I really had to sit down and really think about it, I would say that Kara's actually the nerd. The That's key. the worst part. If I was still reviewing this book, I think the review just would have been me talking about yeah. Breakfast Club. Yeah. I think that Kara might be the geek. All right. But what was good is Maxima and her were kind of starting to get along, and you got that idea of the, the two that didn't like each other a lot at first were going to become best friends. But again, this has to end. So yeah. what happens is Superboy and Maxima go boom. They going to a, uh, a boom tube portal or whatever you no, want it's to... a portal it's a portal, it's a portal back yeah it's not a boom tube they go yeah. in the portal go back to the crucible in the meantime Kara stays there because 
Comet's hurt. He got hurt in the last issue, so he's got to help him. And so what they do is go back to Mike's house. And you remember, remember Mike, don't you? You remember <laughs> Mike, right? Mike yeah. was in Doomed. And what Mike was is the uh, wheelchair-bound... He was the token black guy in a wheelchair. ...boyfriend of Kara. And I say quote-unquote because I think she, she kissed him. And, yeah. but, and it was almost one of those, and I, I made a joke in my review, it was like, you know what? We had plans for you, Mike, but we're off to the crucible, and you know I'm off to school. It was almost like when, uh, like if you were dating a girl in high school, and then she goes off to college, right? And then you know it's over. Yeah. You, you know. Oh I'm, no, we're, we're gonna stay. We're gonna stay uh, together, and yeah. it's gonna work long distance. Long yeah, distance right. relationship. Yeah. Oh, uh, back when we were young and stupid. That always shit. works, doesn't it? <laughs> but that's what it is. It's a long distance relationship. But what what happens is that's hilarious is you have to imagine Mike's there. And really, Mike is not getting anybody ever in his life that's better than Kara. No. Like God, this, no. And all he got was a kiss. But in his mind, Kara is like this, this girlfriend he's never going to top. She's this goddess with superpowers. Out of nowhere, she shows up again. Who dresses half naked all the time. But she shows up with a dude. <laughs> she shows up with a good-looking dude. Yeah. And, I need my boyfriend to crash on your couch a bit. Uh, yeah. So again, and he's like, "Oh, who's this?" And she just like, "Oh, it's a friend." And I have to cue up some music. You, <laughs> you got what I need. That's what it is. But you say it's the Dropbox is uh, synced up on our computers. Oh yeah. I saw this marquee oh, and I started laughing. There it is. Right when it happened. That's all I can think. I'm like, where's the biz? Somewhere Biz is jumping out of the closet and he's just going at it. Waiting for Mike's closet for this to go down. Yeah. <laughs> he's just in the background like, come on. And it's so sad. To me, this was probably the saddest moment in any oh, comic so... that I've read in months. That we like month. to talk about when people actually get into the friend zone. Oh. Bam. Uh, he right to the friend zone. But in the meantime and then the actually what's even better is then she leaves and leaves comet there so now the Mike... part, the thing is too hold on when i'm reading this issue and it's like the worst possibly and there's that little like like simple little peck on the cheek kind oh, of like a slap in the face i was just gonna say what it reminds me of is like a guy who's been trying to get a girl in his apartment building like oh oh she's gonna notice me and finally she knows like hey can I come over and comes over and leaves her dog there while her and her boyfriend go on vacation. It's just <laughs> awful. And there's Mikey's there with Comet. Uh, like, what the hell is going on? But uh, Kara goes off. She goes in the portal, goes back to the Crucible Academy, and things aren't exactly how she left them. Because what had happened is is the uh, the head of the Crucible, the preceptor from before has been captured and taken over by the evil preceptor Corstus. And what's weird is I say that even now, and that's one of the only big problems with this arc is these people, you, you don't really get an idea. And again, I think that it was going to be worked into more, but now you just go bam, and you have the evil preceptor Corstus as the villain. I control the school now, bitches. Yeah, yeah. So she, he controls the school, and again, it's almost like you said earlier with Oblivion. This core, and a lot of villains, they they have a plan that they think is right. Even Lex Luthor, it's it's like yeah. he's like Lex Luthor. 
Honestly, he, most of the time, I'm on Lex's side. I don't want this alien who could possibly fucking turn against me. Yeah, exactly. And around. again, what, what Corstus wants is he wanted to get Superboy so he could create a clone army. And the thing is, you have to realize, the Crucible Academy is made so that all the meta powers around the universe can come, train, become better, go back to their ho homes, and be able to better protect their homes. So what uh, Corstus thinks is, screw that. Let's make a clone army out of Superboy, and then they can just protect the universe. Now, again, you get the idea this clone army isn't exactly going to be keeping the peace. Uh, but, you know, he's got a good idea. It's just going to end up bad. And like I said in my review and even here. Hasn't he watched any sci-fi yeah, movies? I've said clone armies never work. And uh, <laughs> so it ends with. Kara going through, finding, open up, and there it is. There's Superboy with a bunch of Superboy clones. They're all there. She she cares for Superboy now because of what happened in Doomed, and she wants to save him. Bam. Issue over. And now, my takeaway from this whole issue is that Kara's probably going to bang Comet in Mike's bed. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's, that's, I don't care about any, I'm telling you, I'm not actually, like, I was pissed off originally when I, you took over the book and I, I thought I was going to start getting good with this Breakfast yeah, Club yeah, scenario. Yeah. I, I've not really been into it. That is, this scene in this comic, the biggest thing I cared about is how friend-zoned Mike <laughs> got. so funny. I'm reading it. I'm just laughing the whole time. Like, and, oh my God. It's, it's not exactly. It's so bad. This isn't exactly, like, the same kind of thing, though, but it reminded me of this time years ago when I was in my early 20s, mm -hmm. when I, uh, me and my roommate, we brought some girl. Like, well, she was a girl. She, we brought some people back to the apartment after the bar one night, and Did there was a girl. She was a girl. No, no, uh, the, 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 my roommate was a girl. Oh, so I was okay. gonna say we brought I was some, like, girls, you brought some girls back. Sense. Yeah, she was a girl. Like, you had to think of it for a bit. No, no, I was. We brought some people back, and this girl I really wanted to get with was there. Mm -hmm. And I am trying to get shit going for a while. You know, I, I've been doing it at the bar for a while, just trying to get shit going. Got her back to my place. It's all working out good. And the thing is, I was a, I was in a wedding the next day. I had to okay. be a groomsman. So I'm like, eventually, I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Things aren't working out. I'm not getting laid tonight. I'm just going to bed. Okay. And I find it. I find out the next day. Oh yeah, she banged some dude who just showed up in our apartment in the parking lot. Nice. It, and, in the parking lot? Oh yeah. They fucking went out to the car and banged in the uh, car in the parking lot. And how much time did you put in with this? Oh, hours, man. Oh my god. I, I you're this Mike. I know. I it's not exactly the same thing because, but it, I am Mike. That's what happened that whole night. But the freaking best part of the story is I found out a while later. Oh no! What did she have? Herpes. <laughs> I lucked out. It all turned out gravy for her. That's that's the, <laughs> that is one of the worst stories. No, the worst story is when um when I was having a New Year's party at this apartment. I went outside to my car to call my grandmother and tell her a happy new year and stuff your, like that. Your nice grandmother. My nice grandmother. Yes. I call, I'm calling on the phone in my car so I can, you know, it's quiet. Yeah. And this car pulls up and is just chilling there for a while. I thought it was my buddy Felman. And eventually it turns around and comes up next to me. I'm like, hold on, my mom. I roll down my window and he says, do you want to get your dick sucked? Huh. At this point, I'm furious. What the hell are you doing? He feeds off. And then I get back on the phone cursing at my grandmother over what happens, and I have to apologize for the cursing. Mm. What did the guy do when you said yes? <laughs> he sucked me off hard. Come on. <laughs> uh, he sucked me off hard. Hey, Grandma, I'll, I'll call you right back. Did the guy just drive away? or? Oh, he sped off, man. Well, here's the thing. You're telling the story, and, and 
in reality, you've told me the story before, and you're you're leaving out a huge, huge part of the story. What's a huge part of the story? You lived above the adult world. Yeah. That's the part of yeah. the story that it, it, you weren't living at an old folks' home or in a gated community. <laughs> you lived above the adult world. Yeah. Things like this happen there. Again, a guy should. Maybe it was the same guy who showed up in that girl who had the herpes. No, no, she was. She looked like a little librarian, but apparently she was a whore. I don't know. I, I she was in the parking lot. That's pretty bad. But again, it was the parking lot of oh, the adult up, world. Somehow, yeah, two guys set up a camera. They had a curtain there, and the, some guy made fifty bucks. Well, honestly, there was a freaking camera that went right to the end of the parking lot, so it was right there. Yeah, there was. Yeah. And the best part too, I found out. Besides, later on when I found out she had herpes, as soon <laughs> this as this is the best part. This is the best part. My roommate told me this afterwards because she came back up all distraught. Yeah. Apparently, as soon as it's done, the dude ran out the car and just booked it, with head, pulling up his pants. Was it a friend of yours? No, I didn't know this guy. So he this just showed guy up. Just showed up at my apartment. Yeah. It's a weird story. I wonder where was... she is now. She's probably a very proud mother. Oh no, I, I think she has like four kids from like four different people or some shit. Now I don't even know. Imagine that. And you I, know I have what a... she has. A big herpes. old case of herpes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yes. Mike's in the friend zone. That's what I took away. And for some yeah, reason, jogged his memory where I wanted to talk and about again, it. again, when I talk about this, I gave it a 9 out of 10. I, oh, um, nice. I would not have been that good yeah, with it. No, all I cared I'm about telling Mike. you. I, I, know that it's, I know that we're known to hate. This is what I've been told on Twitter. Yes. But um, I really right. give uh, Perkins and Johnson a lot of credit because I think that they're trying to do what, you know, they're going with the, the cards they've been given and yeah. trying to, you know, they're not giving up. They're giving a good story. I really think that in a perfect world, this would have been another, you know, three, four issues where they could have established more yeah. of the evil uh, plan of uh, the Crucible Academy. Also, you get um, the, um, I forget the, the, the animal guy, the beast guy's Rojo? name. Rojo. You get his brother. Who again? At one point, it spelled out that they were expelled from the academy, yeah. and they were gonna we're gonna show this academy in the universe. Well, all of a sudden, he's there with Corstus as like almost like his uh, lieutenant, and it came off as a little odd because uh, yeah, the last time you see them, they're leaving and they're like curse you academy and curse you people, and off they went. Well, I think it would have went and uh, behind the scenes, you would have seen this Corstus kind of dealing with them. Yeah. Uh, and you'd find out that he's kind of feeding them uh, hate and stuff like that, but you don't get that. All of a sudden, he's there. Uh, so there you are, it's feeding some hate to them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I do. And I really like Emanuela Lupicino's art. That's a, that's the strongest point of the book, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I really do like the art. There's, uh, It's one of those books where um, it, I, what I'd like to think, there's not a lot of gimmicks. Uh, there's not a lot of crazy panel layout all. It's just good art the whole way. Yeah, uh, Everything looks really good. And uh, Mike's in the friend zone. <laughs> and I have a feeling he's going to stay there alone. Oh, yeah, Mike's gone. As soon, I'm because... telling you, as soon as next issue's over, he's never being brought back. My, my favorite would be as if next issue, Kara's fighting out trying to save Superboy, and they cut to Comet and Mike just sitting there in the room looking at each other, like pissed off, and then they never resolve that. I hope Comet ends up staying at Mike's. And it might, might never leaves. They become roommates. It's so there, there's Mike that's sitting across from one another. So it, like, what's your intentions with Kara? Yeah, yeah. Or actually, it'd be funny if um, 
Mike just starts talking about how Kara's been making out with him the whole. I don't. Know. Oh God. It'd be yeah. like you know. You know oh yeah, she, yeah, we're really close. We've been yeah, dating for like six yeah, months. Yeah, something like that. Uh, they're the new odd couple. Comet and Mike. But yeah. speaking of, I just watched that uh, earlier today. It wasn't the, bad. The new odd the, couple. Yeah, the laugh track was terrible. Oh really? But uh, but it wasn't bad. There was a lot of funny stuff in there. But I don't know. I might watch it again. Okay. I'm not. I know. Next, we have Batgirl number 39, written by Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, with art by Babs Tarr and Maris Wicks. Uh-oh. Yeah. So, um, we, yeah, we I'm already just, talked. I'm protesting. You're protesting. Yep. You're supposed to take this book over in June. What happens then? I told you. I sent you a message. We're never reviewing Batgirl again. I, I'm not going to do that. I, I'm going to keep it. I you're like, not. <laughs> So I, I pretty much I get a no. I'm gonna I'm back. gonna do it. All it right. just gets me upset. Oh, I know. But I uh, in protest I didn't read this issue. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, you're missing out though because even though they think I hate them and I tell them they suck all the time in my reviews, which honestly I have been saying how much I hate Batgirl Burnside uh, and all this throughout my reviews. I even said it in this one, even though I like this no, issue. That's well, the thing. Again, it's not that I think that they're lying or they don't know what they're saying. They're right. You have said that. It was just the, the I tone. say it in this issue. It was in the this tone review. of it. I, I just didn't like that, like how, like I said, it seemed like the uh, the Batgirl club and you're not welcome. <laughs> and I just for... I'm going back to the old Batgirl club. Especially for a Cameron Stewart who seems to uh, thrive on his, his uh, Twitter as yeah. a guy who wants acceptance for everyone and everybody's allowed and don't don't segregate this and try to be nice to them. I know, again, you could say you're not being nice to them, but that's what we do. We review comics. Um, they could have just said nothing. And it's if they wanted to, they could have even said, you know what, guys, um, I'm glad you like this issue, uh, but obviously this book hasn't been for you. That's something I, I don't know. It know, just came off as hateful said. to me. Brendan maybe, Fletcher said that. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not as hateful as I think, but it just comes off that way. Yeah. So I didn't but, read it. Oh, well, this issue, is, uh, you should have, though, because this is like a, more of a return to form for Barbara Gordon, because throughout the series, since she's moved to Burnside, it's all about being an internet celebrity and selfies and fucking internet jargon and mm-hmm. just nonsense. But here she's like, you know what? Since she made that drunk driver run into that coffee shop last issue, yeah, yeah. All of Burnside fucking hates her. I mean, this issue starts out as a mob scene where she's running rooftop to rooftop and all of these motherfuckers are chasing her. I'm, we got like grandmothers wielding rolling pins. Well, we got yeah. a heavy set we got a heavy set lady with purple hair like this freaking running after her with all these other people. Well, like, it was crazy. At least they're reacting to something awful she did. Yeah. But and like this is for my family. What the hell are you talking about, old lady? <laughs> old lady uh, with purple hair? No, this the rest that was just a regular That's lady the with one purple with hair. The rolling pin? No, the grandma was the one with the rolling pin. Yeah, and this is her talking about. This is for my family. I'm like, did did they own the coffee shop? I don't know what we're getting with here, but maybe they did. She was in the back making pierogies. <laughs> what coffee shop are you go to? They make pierogies. Now, what coffee? Uh, now the lady's running with this. This is the lady with the rolling pin, right? Yes. Uh, maybe she's making scones. Maybe, but anyway, Batgirl realized she's fucked up. People hate her now. She's done with the internet and been doing all this stuff. So I'm like, all right, I can get behind this. And then she even tries to go back to um, uh, Black Canary, Dinah Lance, to, like, rejuvenate the friendship, you know, say, like, you know, let's let's not hate each other, okay. which is a good thing. Yeah. But at this point, Dinah is the lead singer of a band. She has a big gig that night, and uh, she's she's rehearsing. A gig. A gig. 
Okay. Come on, you were in a band in college. You know about gigs. I was. I know all about the gigs. They were <laughs> but, tiring. The worst part, though, she goes and, like, Donna's like, all right, hold on, guys. Let's take five for a second. She goes and talks to Barbara. And the worst part is, at first, it seems like Barbara just wants to be friends with her again, so she has someone to bitch to about how bad things are going for her. Everybody loves somebody to bitch at. <laughs> but, and the, that's why you know we started you... this podcast. That is not why we started the podcast. No, that's how I go at it. Oh, Jesus. But, um, Up in the game. You know how you – and when Dinah actually has to go back to rehearsing because she actually has something that's important to her and can't deal with Barbara's nonsense, you know how shit, you know shit got real? How? You have a fucking whole page where Barbara's deciding whether or not she's going to delete her contact information out of her phone. <laughs> now, I could hear like some crazy song in the background, Stay by Lisa Loeb. <laughs> It's <laughs> called in the background. She's like she's about to press it, and then she doesn't. And then, yeah. but, but she she doesn't she doesn't delete the fucking information because she hears a scream and this woman's getting attacked in the alley. She she breaks this up and it turns out to be this big old ruse because on top of everybody hating her, this real bad girl who's been plaguing Barbara throughout this Burnside mm-hmm. series put out like uh, put out this twenty million dollar reward on the Hook app, like dating app, for okay. the capture of a bad girl. So this is all a ruse. These people are just putting on this, uh, like this, uh, mo- this mugging, just to try to capture Batgirl. And Dinah shows up and saves her ass. And then they get back to form. It's all Mr. Miyagi and Daniel Sun training again, yeah, yeah. trying to get back to basics, which I really like. Okay, we're gonna get back. Barbara's done with all this internet nonsense. She's gonna start fucking uh, training again. We're gonna be good. What's the dating site called? Hook. Okay. You ever H-O-O-Q. see the com- Oh, you ever see the commercial for the um, farmers dater? Uh, the oh, yeah, online yeah. site for farmers who want to date other farmers. All I think about is Walter. All I think about is Walter when yeah. I see that. This awful guy we work exactly. with. Exactly. Walter. Big fucking headed guy. Oh, <laughs> We're both getting angry. I, guy, I said the the other day. Every time I see him, I want to put up a freaking candle in his head because he's got that big pumpkin head, <laughs> <laughs> and then smash it. <laughs> farmers date. It's like farmersdate.com. And the, in the commercial, they show one guy. He's, of course, he's got the overalls. And he's standing there, and then they have this woman. Well, you got to have the overall. And then there's just this woman holding corn. <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst. I actually, uh, I wanted to have like a little bit that we, I'd make a video of like the most obscure dating site that only one person could possibly be involved with, like a six foot five guy who wears a headband and has a head, eye patch. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to get a shit ton of fucking date, uh... date.com. Date.com. It's guy. <laughs> Six foot five guy headband eye patch date.com. I'm already a member. That's you. I'm it's already only a member. You. You're just sitting there every day. You're hitting no, you have no mail. Ugh. I'm listening to cats in you the cradle start, just crying you to myself. Start crying to yourself, and that's all it is every time, over and over and over. And there we go. I was looking for the, the sound. I know what you're doing. You know what? I, 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 I want to get back to background. My dad's dead. Your Jim. dad's dead. Jesus Christ. Oh, back to Batgirl. Back to Batgirl. Thank God. I don't. I, I don't want to keep crying out here. Yes. Um, <laughs> so while they're Just, training, the laughter will make the tears go away. Yes. Yes. Cry the tears away, Eric. Yeah. Cry. Not cry. <laughs> laugh the tears away. God damn! I am so thrown off my game now that you've been doing this. Yes. But. Somehow during this training, I, I don't remember this. I want to say I paid decent enough attention to a goddamn comic that I review, 
But all of a sudden, Barbara realizes that there's something going on with uh, her roommate, Frankie, is the person who does all the freaking um, programming for this hook dating app. Mm -hmm. And she realizes that her algorithm from college that she's lost, a brain scan she has, and this hook thing all are the same thing somehow. I don't know. It's, I got completely lost in this section. She runs back home to find Frankie. Frankie's gone. And there's a, a note on her cell, like on her bed or on her cell phone, that Frankie's here. Come get her, you know, blah, 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 from the real bad girl that's been plaguing Barbara. She goes in, and we see Frankie just sitting behind a computer screen. And on the computer screen is apparently the real Barbara Gordon, okay. who is not pleased with fucking the bad girl as of right now, like I'm not. So I'm thinking to myself, they're going to pull in this Johnny Depp awful movie transcendence. Say, but seriously, what happened if all this is their plan? And you're the only person who's called them out on it, and even them getting mad at you is all part of the plan. No, I doubt it. It, it can't be that because it, it's somehow all it's part just... of the plan. Jesus Christ! Wink, get out of wink. my head. <laughs> but uh, I'm thinking to myself, I don't remember reading about this brain scan before. She just throws it out there. This issue, as far as I know, isn't that what happens when you go to college? They scan your brain. No, no, it's not. I don't know what fucking happened in West Virginia when you went, but damn. <laughs> they do some um, crazy stuff down there. But... Uh, apparently, her, I want to think that her, they had a brain scan, somehow it got put in this dating app, and her algorithm somehow created a sentience of what like her, downloaded it from her brain. Okay. So it's just another being that is her inside this computer and it's pissed off because it's stuck in a goddamn dating app. Oh, you're supposed to get the idea because what I read is you're supposed to get the idea that this would be Oracle. No, I'm not getting that idea at all. Are you I getting the idea that maybe going forward after this that she kind of becomes friends with this sentient thing and it does become Batgirl's own oracle in a weird twist? That would kind of be cool, I guess, but I, I'm not going to jump to conclusions with I that. I think that's what's happening. Maybe it is. I gave it, I gave this issue a 7 out of 10 because I really like the fact that they, they stated hardcore in this that she wants to get away from all the nonsense that I've hated since this Burnside stuff has started. Yeah. And Babstar, like art, I normally don't get behind. I don't think it's right for this book. That's just me. Everybody else loves it. I like her style. I just don't think it's right for Batgirl. So I don't really talk about that anymore because I like it. I just don't think it works for this. People say I'm wrong constantly. but So I like the fact that they're getting away from the stuff I hate. And they have Babstar's doing a hell of a job doing her style. I give this a 15 out of 10. Do you now? Holy yep. shit. I'm trying to get the hate away. I'm watching the hate away. And now they'll love us. No, no, they won't. Um, We're again, blackballed. Brother. Again, the best thing is, is that they hate you, but they hate us. Yeah. So I'm with you. They, they. Hate well, I'm me telling you, I didn't, I didn't throw my personal Twitter into the mix because I, I laid low. I'm like, I'm yeah, not breaking my best shit. Too is you have yeah. your own Twitter that you like to, you know, spout off about your things, and you yeah. didn't. You didn't step up, and I, I even, I kind of did throw you under the bus by saying it wasn't my oh, reviews. But oh, I didn't I go all out about it. What I meant mainly... You can find him at Eric L. Shea. No, no. What I <laughs> what I really meant was that I didn't know the actual tone of the review. Yeah. Eh, actually, I was throwing you under the bus. I don't like to get yelled at either. But, man, I was angry. So I didn't read this, and it was... it was. I'd, lo I'd love to say it was a protest. I ran out of time, and I got real lazy. <laughs> and uh, me and my son were playing the... Uh, uh, we're playing a Super Bowl in Madden today. So we had that going on as well. But uh, the next book is, I think, my last book for the week. I didn't have a lot of books. No, not like no, me. No, but uh, this is Batman Eternal number 46, written by Tim Seeley, art by Alessandro Vitti.
Christian Dusse and Ronan Klikert. I have no idea what the hell you're doing. Uh, that was there. a new accent I'm working on. Um, I was going to mention earlier in the podcast, even. Um, I did mention, right, that I, I listened back and I thought I sounded very boring. Yeah. So I've been trying to up the ante, and one of them is a <laughs> accent that I'm working on, and it's a... Um, a Confused Rom- guy. No, it's actually a Romanian uh, diplomat who um, likes to eat cheese. And he Fair says enough. things like this, Alessandro Viti, Christian Dulce, and Ronan Cricket. You like that? No, I don't. Get on with the book. Uh, Batman Eternal. You remember how last issue ended? No. Yes, you do. No, I don't. You thought that Rajah Ghul was the main villain. I never thought that. That's what they said. <laughs> he That's should what they think, said. Yeah. I never thought well, that. Batman said I'm going to be cool now that I've read this issue. No, yeah. I never thought that. You know why I thought that? Because there's not because many issues it. left. And they said it. So what happened is, really, in this Batman Eternal story, um, issues and issues ago, uh, Riddler made fun of Batman because he couldn't figure out who the main villain was. Yep. And you know what I've learned from this whole run, this book? Batman's an idiot. Because if it was that obvious... He still hasn't found out and has thought different that you know, oh, it's Raja Ghoul to the point where he heads off to confront him. Yes, yeah. it's not Raja Ghoul. And I'm telling no, it you, is. It, it's Clayface. Yeah, I'll kill you. I'll kill, I'll kill <laughs> Batman. Clayface has been impersonating Bruce Wayne and putting all this together. Well, I if you told me that now, I would still be pissed. Uh, because again, to me. Clayface is Batman's dream sequence. It's yes, the exactly. it's the waking up and Bobby Ewing comes out of the shower. The autistic Any, boy thought of the whole scene elsewhere. Yeah, Any time that there's something going on and instead of it, oh, it was just a dream. Nope, it was just Clayface. And if they <laughs> do that, I will be so angry. But at least then I would have a um, an answer. Yeah. And I'll get back to that because now I just thought of something very peculiar. But... Batman's so convinced that it is Raja Ghul that he heads off to confront him. And when he gets there, Raja Ghul is not looking so well. No. He is in a hospital bed. He's looking very off. And what happened is the last time they fought, he ended up in an icy ravine, which they well, That happened. was Batman and Robin yeah. before the uh, Robin Rises. Yep. And it's funny, too, because they, they seem to mention it like three times. And there's a lot of parts in this book that we're on issue 46, and there is a lot of times where there's a lot of catch-up with these long uh, uh, dialogue bits about what has happened. And one of them comes from uh, Raja Ghul, which is odd. But uh, what he does is he confronts Raja Ghul, tells him, I know you're behind all this. Raja Ghul basically tells him, no, I'm not. And in fact, I am not because you're not on your game, buddy. You're, yeah, and neither am I. And the only time I am going to uh, confront you and I will kill you is that when you're 100% so that you know that I could beat you at your best. And, again, that's not something that, to me, is uh, wholly original. Uh, to me, that seems like I've heard that before. Yeah. And um, I still loved it, though. And uh, right away, I'll tell you, I really, really enjoyed the dialogue of this whole issue this uh, week. I didn't really like the issue itself, um, but I really liked the dialogue. And uh, what happens then, they're with Raja Ghul, and then all of a sudden, in a crazy sequence, Dr. Dark and Lord Deathman show up. 
And what's crazy is, as and we even talked about this during one of the breaks, I believe, is that they do something to Bruce, and it seems like they have um, they have drugged him. Uh, <laughs> it's almost it, like the in uh, in the uh, Christmas Carol, the final like the yeah. the ghost of Christmas future. Yeah, yeah. And in my review, I even said it was like also like a weird uh, new show. This will be your life. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Batman's looking into his future, and it's being narrated to him, and it's more like a, oh, what's going to happen? Um, is it Who's going to be Batman when you get old? Is it going to be, you see, like, it appears to be Dick? Yeah. Then, or is it going to be your son? Is it going to be somebody new that you train? And in the meantime, you're seeing these versions of Batman that are, you know, Damien when he's older, yeah, in the, um, the Damien costume. Which, in the, that's I, what I'm I really saying. Yeah, this. in the Damien costume, then you see Batman Beyond. And what's weird is I said to you, you said, how is he seeing in the future? And I said to you, um, no, he's just drugged. And, but you're right. How would he know Batman Beyond? How would he yeah. know of him? How would he know what Damien's costume is going to look like? And so you go through this whole bit of, you know... Is, now we're just assholes because we're nitpicking. Yeah, yeah. But uh, again, I think that you can chalk it up as mysticism. I know you like to chalk things oh, up yeah. as magic. Shit was so. magic, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think that's kind of what you have to go with. Uh, actually, I think that it was just something they thought would be cool to throw in to see all these costumes and stuff. It was. I just had to I go and nitpick it. the shit out of it. I liked it. In the meantime, Lord Deathman is just... Running around talking his gibberish nonsense oh, that God. I love. I love Lord Deathman. I, I, I was getting so annoyed with Lord uh, Deathman. But that's what he is. He yells yeah. things and he, he's got half sentences and, you know, he'll say like a hickory dickory dock. Oh! It's like my... chicken. It's what's for dinner tonight. <laughs> oh! For dinner tonight. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he says his craziness. And, again, it, it's very confusing. I just talked and, you know, you're trying to pull a dice man. Oh, yeah. I was doing dice man. He comes out and starts doing dice man. He's like, hey, I was in the line at the bank. <laughs> but, so you have Lord Deathman, Dr. Dark, and you know what else you have? A bunch of nonsense. Because really, what did that do to, to push the story forward? Anything, nothing at all. Nothing. And the so, only thing that came of it is that the, only, the reason he was there is Ra's al Ghul thought he could try to take his, like, you know, his defiance of death as a new way to, t like, for the Lazarus uh, yeah, yeah, pits, yeah. so it doesn't oh, and cause that, the that's been going on. That was going yeah. on in, um, uh, not Bat, what was it? I think it was the last issue even of um, Batwing. That kind right. of, that kind of uh, seemed more like a Batman Incorporated issue. Or no, with, that was Talon. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was when they end, and it was more like a, um, a final issue of Batman Incorporated. Even I don't know. It was either I think it was Talon because remember he was trying to get his his uh, mortality back and all that sort of. Business. Lord Deathman did nothing for this issue. Yeah, no, and uh, Doctor Dark uh, didn't either. And you know no. what, Raja Ghul really didn't either. It, no. it was it was kind of odd. Hey, so Batman, that, ain't me. <laughs> yeah. So then you get a little peek in with Selena and uh, her father Rex Calabrese. She goes to talk to him, and you know what they're going to talk about? They're going to talk Rex about... Calabrese? You mean the lion? I mean the lion. And they go in, and, you know, they're going to talk about important things like shipping documents. Yeah. And manifests. I was so bored in this issue, man. Uh, yeah, it was very odd. Uh, she goes... She... Selena is trying to get all the families together. She's trying to, you know... She's trying to clean up Gotham in her own little way, which is... It's an odd way, but she has her plan. 
and all she's noticed that there's some weird stuff coming in to um, Gotham. And what's weird is she's talking to this to her father, and then she leaves and she drops the thing. It's going to be like Christmas morning, and it's yeah. it's it's in it's like code. Why doesn't she just tell him what she? It's so weird because what happens is is then. Rex Calabrese pulls some strings to get these manifests somewhere. They materialize out of somewhere. Hey, and, that guy knew a guy. Come yeah, on. Yeah, the guy knew a guy. And it's in the weirdest part of this week, I would think, is you kind of get the idea that he's going to stop a guy from raping him in prison. Oh, yeah, that's completely what I yeah, got from this. Yeah, that's what you get. You ain't so. getting butt-fucked tonight. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, that's basically he's found the manifest to, to avoid uh, getting raped. So you're going to I'm going to stop Frankie from making you his suck puppet. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awful. So they look at the he's looking at the manifest and in the meantime he's, this can't be right and <laughs> oh my god and basically what it seems to be are a bunch of toys are coming in to Gotham yeah. and when they show you or read the list they show you who they're for and you get Joker's daughter who I hate. Yeah. You get Scarecrow who seems to be very into these crazy crazy drones. Yeah, he's going to get some drone missiles or some and, shit and from Condock. Uh, did it appear that there's like 50 of these things? I mean, I yeah. don't know what he's doing. Then you get Mr. Freeze uh, and <laughs> and Poison Ivy. He wanted milk. Didn't he just want milkshake stuff? Yeah, he, or wanted, like ice he wanted something to make like slushies. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Freeze, he loves them slushies. And then there's Poison Ivy who opened the issue and then ended it. And it's... it's I want you to tell me right now because I ended this issue... What the fuck did Poison Ivy get? I don't know, because it seems like she got the craziest plants, but she, it can't be that, because that's kind of her deal. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she got an exotic plant that looked like there's like well, skulls. Well, they like skulls, and uh, yeah. again, it's I, I, weird. I, this issue. I had no yeah. idea what was going on. And I thought of Lord Deathman, kind of, but really, it's it's odd. She got uh, skull plants. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird, but um, you know who they didn't show? Hmm. Clayface. <laughs> and he was with them at one point. Now I'm getting yeah. angry. So is Bane, though, as well. But, yeah, you get these guys. But, yeah, I'm looking at it now, and it's like uh, Scarecrow is sitting there um, kind of doing a Mr. Burns, like, excellent pose with these crazy drones behind him. And I see, um, by the way, Mr. Freeze just got a soda fountain that, That's what it was. that he can make root beer. <laughs> he loves root beer. And, that was uh, the oddest one for me, but I loved it. And um, uh, Joker's daughter got Koopy dolls and a palette of mirrors. And, um, yeah, and then, like I said, they don't really spell out the Poison Ivy thing, And but uh, Rex is talking, and he's like, the psychos, Gotham's worse. Like she said, it's Christmas morning. Yeah. And it's this was not a good issue uh, in many ways, but the main reason why I didn't like it was because we're at issue 46. You're told that the guy you think was the villain isn't the villain. Even though I didn't like that it was Raja Ghul in the first place, at least you got somebody going forward. Now you don't, and you got a lot of nonsense. So I don't even know what to expect next week. I'm not looking forward to it because that was one of the most bizarre cliffhangers that I've yeah. ever seen. And uh, also, there's three artists on this book, and it is obvious. There are <laughs> some transitions in here oh, yeah. that are just uh, ridiculous. And the art all overall, because of the three, is so inconsistent. And it just, again, I'm getting impatient. I'm getting angry. And it's uh, I, I know that at the end of Future's End, 
you have the idea that they're just going to wipe it clean and you're going to be angry. But even so, you're, you even said you're not going to be that angry because, hey, you're going to take it what it was. It was a story. You enjoyed it while it was going. Um, if Batman Eternal ends like it's kind of going here and ends with a fizzle, I'm going to be furious. And right. I put a lot of, you know, every week I've been reading this book and reviewing it and buying it. And, man, I'm getting angry. So that's I gave it a 5.5, and that's all I'm going to say about that. All right. And you're up next. I'm up next, and we're running a bit long in time here, so we're not going to get to all the books. So yeah. I'm going to end this off with uh, The Multiversity Mastermind Number 1, written by Grant Morrison with art by Jim Lee, Scott Williams, Sandra Hope, Mark Irwin, Jonathan Glapian, Alex Sinclair, and Jeremy Cox. Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ, a lot of artists. Yeah, there are, but it looks good. Oh, it looks so good. The thing is, so at the, the Mastermen is uh, Earth 10. We're dealing with Earth 10 this week, this month. And it's all about how Kal-El crash-landed in Nazi Germany during World War II, and he was found by Hitler. And he was raised to become uh, the Nazi overman who was, grew up to take over the world. And we take we start this, this book in present time where he's already taken over the world. But um, I like this because... This Overman, you know, as much as he's done these terrible things over the decades, we get the idea that Superman is still in there. He feels bad for the shit he's done, even though he was raised by Hitler to be this Overman to take over the world and do these terrible, terrible things. He still feels bad of it for it, and he's been having nightmares, and you kind of have these prolific nightmares about when the gentry's finally going to get to this world. But it's mostly he just feels bad about all the things he's done. Even when the freedom fighters come in... Um, to take back and, you know, strike against this, this Nazi regime. He kind of thinks to himself that, you know what, they're doing what they need to do because we've already taken all this away from them. He, he doesn't say this out loud because he wants to like, control the Reichmen. He doesn't want them to think he's weak, Yeah. even even though some of them already are. But the weird part is, you know, Superman, ha um, Overman has these, like, kind of heroic feelings. Like, he's feel not heroic, but he feels bad for it. And the Freedom Fighters, who are the big good guys of this universe, Come off as terrorists. We barely get we barely get any kind of like uh, freedom fighter action in this book, but their last like their big strike against Overman and the Reichsmen is human bomb kills Batman and uh, uh, Batman. It's uh, Leather Wings and the uh, Aquaman equivalent called uh, U Man Underwater Man. Underwater Man. Love that. Sounds name. like somebody who would be if it was Underwater Boy right in the Legion of Superheroes. Oh yeah, totally in there. Um, but they call him U Man, which is cool for U boats. You yeah, know, it's, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I think it's yeah. He's, but you figure that that's what he's done, right? Yeah, that he's like human. Their... Human, yeah. Human bomb went and got himself captured. It was this whole big ruse just so he could get there to like you know take the punishment because he absorbs the energy and he can explode it out. <laughs> and he takes out these two Reichmen, and it's almost like a distraction while Uncle Sam and the rest of the Freedom Fighters like make the um, the watchtower of this universe called the Eagle's Nest crash into Earth. And it crashes right down on Metropolis. And Overman tries to stop it. He can't. So all of Metropolis and everybody in it is destroyed and killed. Mm -hmm. And that's where the issue ends, though. It feels like half a story, though. I really dug the art. I dug this whole universe because this whole, like, parallel, like, timeline where the Nazis won. Yeah. And Superman is now in control, or Overman is now in control of the world. And he has his, like, his third Reich, almost, like, the, the, the Reichsmen. Well, the Justice League of this world, who are evil. Well, you know, not evil in their minds, but the Nazis, fucking evil. 
I, I really dug it, though. I gave this issue a 9 out of 10 because, you know, you can't go wrong with Jim Lee whenever you do anything, as long as he can get the book out on time. I was going to say, you can go wrong, but, yeah, the quality <laughs> is not it's never an issue. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I gave this book an 8.5 out of 10. Okay. Uh, just because it really felt like half a story, though. Like, I really wanted to see the Freedom Fighters do their thing, and they're barely in this book. Uh, plus, you, you would love uh, opening up a page and seeing Hitler taking a big old crap to start <laughs> Reading issue, Superman. Reading Superman <laughs> as he's acting like Captain America and punching him right in the yeah. face. Yeah, that's a pretty good opener. It's weird, though, because it's, I would have, like, I really feel a lot of this. I would have liked to see more Hitler in this book, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't usually see, hear that. Uh, you know what? Um, remember when I like to push the royals, the masters of war? Yeah. Uh, same thing with that. You got a six-issue thing that happened in World War II with um, these uh, royals that were superheroes, and you didn't get enough Hitler. And you know yeah. what? I didn't say that. Because not many people say that you needed more Hitler. Oh, it just jumped up because, you know, Kal-El crashed down and then, like, the Nazis found him. Hitler said this is, the, like, the proof that we're going to win because this is, the, like, the overman from the future. And he's, like, you know, like, of Nazi, de like, descent. And that's why he's the Superman. You know, he can't be killed or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then it jumps to the fall of America and then it jumps to the present time. So it's really quick and then it just shows where overman is you know, just there ruling the world and like, uh, Overgirl is killed, which is cool. Cause the whole thing wraps around uh, this big memoriam for when Overgirl uh, got killed, which is cool. Cause it really mirrored that, uh, the crisis on infinite earth yeah. where he's holding Supergirl, but it's all like Nazi'd up. Oh yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it looked really cool. Uh, you are saying you can't go wrong with Jim Lee as long as he's on time. Yeah. And, and everybody loves these multiversity books. I don't love everything. This this would have I'm been. I'm not saying you. I'm saying oh. you don't like anything. That's not true. I just didn't like the just. That was the only one I didn't really care for, just because yeah. none of the characters were likable. Okay. And here I'm talking about likability on Overman. Yeah. You know, he's a Nazi. Overman and Hitler. You want more Hitler, but the justice didn't have likable characters. No, they were too much like Batgirl. Um. Yeah. Well, um. One thing though, we do have a segment coming up. Oh, do we? Yes. Brightest Daycare is oh, yes. going in, and we have a segment called The Other Side. And what it was is since we can't review um, comics other than DC Comics because, Eric, you are the site's Hitler. Oh, my God. You, how dare you? You don't allow things. You are, We're you, called DC Comics Blog. Are it we? Are we really? Yes. I, thought with, I thought this was weird out loud. Oh, I hate you so much. But... Various daycare. Uh, we had him on a couple podcasts ago talking about Star Wars, the new Star Wars uh, Marvels uh, number one, and he's a good guy. We like him, and uh, I asked him if he would do a segment each week about some other comic. He'd pick a comic and do a review of it, and he's going to do that right about now. Hello, and welcome to the first edition of The Other Side, a weekly comics review of a specific book not under the DC publication banner this week. Uh, I, Ryan, Brightest Daycare Clark, am bringing you my review of Marvel's Silk Number 1. Uh, for this book, I actually picked up one of the, the Scotty Young variants, which I always enjoy uh, his variant, so that's a big plus for the book right off the bat. Um, 
I really liked that it's um, coming out of Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Verse, but with a lot of backstory and a lot of uh, building for its own in this issue, um, that it has a low accessibility hurdle. You don't have to have read any of the things in Spider-Verse or Amazing Spider-Man to be able to read this story. Uh, the book has a lot of humor. I really, really like the way that uh, Silk Cindy Moon didn't really have Peter Parker's uh, sort of innate ability to be very quippy and have lots of one-liners at the ready. Um, the book itself had a lot of humor in it. I liked it because she is a character that's been away from the public for basically the last 10 years. She refers to her main villain in the book, Dragon Claw, as being named like a Pokemon, if Pokemon is even still a thing, because she doesn't know, which I thought was great and really funny. Um, it takes kind of a different point of view on the Spider-Man story, where instead of with Peter Parker having his parents that are, are dead and he's trying to find his way in the world, Cindy Moon is finding her way in the world while also looking for her lost family. I thought it was really cool the way that the book was drawn, and I really liked a lot of her abilities as it comes to the webbing and the way she's able to sort of craft things with her webs. At one point, she even spins herself clothes with webbing, which is something that was totally out of left field. I did not expect that, and it was really, really interesting. Um, it... It was a really solid first issue. It's not, you know, going to knock your socks off or really blow you away, but it had a lot of good story building with um, a lot of good backstory. Um, the, the writing was really, really solid. The dialogue didn't feel forced or too stilted. So Robbie Thompson did a really good job. And Stacy Lee really has an a artistic style when drawing that made... Um, the character feel a lot like it really belongs in the Spider-Man universe. Uh, overall, I think this is a really solid um, starting block for anybody new looking to get into Spider-Man books. Um, there's a lot, I'm sure, that's going to come up with her uh, interacting with Spider-Man as she did in this book uh, in the future, so it'll be good to cut your teeth if you're not 100% on Spider-Man, as well as just new comic readers having a first issue that is truly new reader friendly is a very positive thing to have, unlike the Spider-Woman first issue, which required you to have read the last two issues of Amazing Spider-Man to even know what was going on in the book. That's too too much to handle. That's, that's too much reading for a number one, so this already has a leg up on that. I... Uh, I hope everybody out there uh, is reading, uh, if not this book, because, you know, it's DC-centric, so I understand crossing over to the other side's a little little bit scary sometimes, but we're, we're not the dark side, so it's, it's not as bad as it could be. But uh, this book from Ryan, Brightest Daycare Clark, definitely gets a thumbs up. Uh, if you like what I have to say here, you can find me on Twitter at BDC Comics. I have a Facebook page, facebook.com slash brightestdaycare. 
and as well, I'm on Tumblr, tumblr.brightestdaycare.com. Uh, I post a lot on the, the Weird Science Guys Facebook pages and on their site, and we go back and forth on Twitter on some things too, so you can find me there and we can talk more about how I should be reading more DC books. That was Brightest Daycare. Yeah, I like Brightest Daycare. Otherwise, good guy. He's a cool guy. But uh, that's going to be about it. I know we didn't uh, talk about all the books. I had Wonder Woman and Batwoman. Uh, the one thing I – Wonder Woman, uh, just a little deal. I gave a 6.8. I wasn't too thrilled with it. Hey, uh, I got an idea. What's that? All these books are on the site. Go visit the site. That'd be I'm... a good idea. Uh, <laughs> one book that won't be there is Batwoman because I haven't reviewed it yet. I was going to review. That'll be there. It'll yeah. be up before Wednesday. Oh yeah, it'll be up tomorrow. Okay. I don't promise that, but it should be. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if anybody's listening to this who hasn't gone to the site, uh, again, it's weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And we try to review every book every week, every Even day. If we don't get to talk about it, it on the podcast. Yeah, it seems like we're always reviewing books. And you can ask my kids and my wife, and they'll tell you that that's what I do a lot. You're a uh, terrible husband. Yes, and father. but gotcha. you know that that's how we make this big, the big bucks. <laughs> oh, that blogger money. That blogger money. It's just raining out of the sky. Uh, but also, uh, we are on iTunes. I'm sure that some people that are listening to this are listening on their devices and got us off of itunes and i know that i've listened to a lot of podcasts and i always hear them begging people to review the show on itunes and i have to admit sometimes i you know grind my teeth a little like why do these guys do it but it is pretty yeah, never... oh it's pretty important because yeah, uh, it kind that. of ranks you and does all that so if you have enjoyed it or you haven't i really it's up to you i'm not gonna yeah. I'm not going to tell you that, you know, you think we suck and then I'm going to tweet you and be mean. All you have to do, please, uh, you know, leave a note and I'll tell you, we really appreciate it. Yeah. We get all giddy when we get even, you know, e email for viewer mail or listener <laughs> mail. I always say viewer mail. You, you want to do a video podcast? I don't, but what what's weird is I say that all the time, but where am I getting that? Where is it that I'm thinking viewer mail? Is it uh, Captain uh, Noah? I don't know. There's nothing really that I watch or, or do anything with Captain that has. has that's about it. <laughs> I don't know else at viewer mail. Maybe uh, I, I'm starting to think it was on Letterman or something, but I don't know why he'd have viewer mail. But listener mail. You, what I'm saying is we, we really like it. We get all excited when we get some mail. Uh, even if you go to the site and you want to comment, we try to, you know, get back and forth. We like to have discussions. You can tell Eric that he shouldn't wear an eye patch. You can tell me that I uh, should like apple pie. Uh, you can tell Eric that he's awful for wanting more Hitler. I, I don't think you guys should talk about this at all, honestly. But Actually, I think that's it's episode seven. Eric wants more Hitler. Oh, don't you that dare would be fucking call great, it. That would be a great name for this podcast. Oh, Eric wants more Hitler. You're the worst. Yes, I am. But And now everybody's going to think I'm the worst. Yeah, you are. But yeah, uh, leave some comments, some reviews, 
hit the stars on the iTunes, leave something. I don't know. Well, all that good stuff that people want you to do. Yeah, we'd love to see it. And also we're at Twitter where you can see us get yelled at by uh, certain <laughs> creators at Weird Science DC. Uh, Eric, what's the Facebook page? Uh, no idea. You have no idea. That's the one thing that you're in charge of social media-wise, and you have no idea. No idea. So go, if you, go on Facebook and type in Weird yeah, If you find him on Facebook, he's the one who does it. You can talk to him and his nonsense. You can even talk <laughs> horror movies, and I'm sure he'll get right back to you then. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, uh, this one went pretty long. Really long. So we're going to wrap that up. That's it for Episode 7 of Weird Out Loud. Yep. And we'll see you Weird Out Loud. That's right. That's not what it's called. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. Right in the purest space.